cleanly struck by Pedro. It's the late equaliser for Lazio. And there's the only goal. Sabiri with it. After 11 years, once again, Milan are the champions of Italy. Ciao ragazzi and welcome to season seven of Serie A Sit Down. We are back. I'm Frank Crivello. He's Richard Carmen. Ciao, Richard. Ciao, Frank. How are we doing, man? It's uh I almost forgot what you looked like. I almost forgot what I looked like too. <laughs> honestly, honestly. But uh yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Mm. Good summer? Uh good summer, man. Going by way too fast though. Uh yeah, as yeah. they all do. But yeah, I haven't uh, taken this jersey off for multiple reasons, right? One, Milan uh won the title, right? Uh-huh. That's, that's something new. But also, it's got the number seven on the back uh, for Shevchenko because this is our seventh season, Frank. Been, seven seasons, and we've, we've done it the hard way. Couples. We've been long to, together more long as married couples. So uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I don't either, <laughs> so, but you know. But. <laughs> um, so yeah, and we've done it the hard way, haven't we? I just yeah. keep keep grinding it out, and you know we you know we don't have some of the luxuries that some of these other folks do, but we do it because. As long as you guys keep listening, we're going to keep doing this. So we probably that's, still do too. We just love talking. So yeah, and 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 that's that's just what's going to happen. We're going to get older. We're going to not have the podcast anymore at some point, and we're just going to. I'm just going to sit and talk to a wall about setting. I was going to say just talk, talk to ourselves, you know. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and see if the wall will talk back and say anything. So yeah. uh, it is just uh, it is exciting to be back. It is exciting to get setting back in our lives. I, I the, the only thing is is that it's it's just. You know, a couple of weeks earlier than I'm comfortable with, and we've got this World Cup that Italy's not in. That it's you know, a middle have, Christmas holidays. Come on, yeah, oh. yep. We get we get jammed into this right away. Amar Bata's in the house. Thank you. Good to see you. Uh, if you are uh, tuning into us here live on our YouTube channel for the first time, please uh, hit the subscribe button. Drop a like. Uh, helps us out a lot. Um, and, uh, if you're, if you're watching, please, uh, drop a note in the chat, check in with us. Let's uh, see who you are. Uh, so we're, uh, man, it's, it's this last season ends Milan win the title. We blink and now another season. And it's just oh. like, I do want to take you to task on something though, with the okay. new music in the background, uh-huh. how much did Jerry Mancini pay you? Uh, to have the opening voiceover be a goal from Pedro Palacio. That's what I want. <laughs> we have to fund our podcast somehow. We take all donations, all right? Okay. <laughs> so, and then we got Sabiri for Sampdoria, who, you know, I, we're going to talk about a little bit. He's having himself a preseason, that's for sure. Yeah, so, right. uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, we'll talk about them a little bit later on. So, this is our preview della Madonina. We are going to twist it up a little bit. Usually, we've always brought in a guest. It's going to be Richard and I doing it this time. Uh, usually, we try to go through all these different, you know, baseline topics, asking questions, making crazy predictions. But so much to get into. Yeah, there's so much to get into. Serie A has evolved so yeah. much. I mean, you had last year coming down the title coming down to the last day. You have a summer where so many teams got better. Um, you know, or at least look like they've gotten better. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there is so much to talk about just on that front. So what we're going to do for you here on this preview, we're going to visit what has gone on in the Mercato. You know, take a look at some of the things that might still be out there and might end up happening. 
Um, we will actually look at this season team by team. We'll spend a couple minutes talking about each team, what we like, what we're worried about, if there's anything to worry about, and uh, you, you know, and go from there. Um, we'll talk about the three promoted teams who are joining us: Monza, Cremonese, and Lecce. Uh, and then uh, we'll give you some predictions here at the end for those who like predictions. We'll pick our Capocan and Yeti. Uh, we'll pick the three that we think are going to get relegated, and then we'll pick our top four. Now, uh, disclaimer, uh, the Mercato is not closed yet. We have a right to change these predictions. In fact, I did it last year. I went through a thread of, of too, once yeah. the window closed that 20 down to one, uh, you know, who the predictions were. Uh, and then we'll finish, obviously, with the world's most popular hashtag game, Who Won Calcio Twitter. It's been too long. Uh, and we are going to crown a summer champion because while we took, um, you know, a, a, a little bit of a siesta, if you will, <laughs> Calcio Twitter did not. No, uh, no. And, and we've got the tweets to prove it. So, um, but uh, we've got all that all that going on. Richard, uh, before we get into that, just... Uh, how are things going with you? Uh, uh, life's good. Life's num- good. Num- number two is on the way. Number two is just about a month away. It's uh, going to get hectic, even crazier for me. Uh, but things are good. Can't complain, honestly. You know, good summer overall. Lots of, lots going on. Uh, like you said, it, it, Milan won. You blink your eye and we're, we're back here again. It's like no summer break for us. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no, life's good, man. How about you? Oh, it's great. Um, you know, kids are growing up. They're getting into all kinds of different things. Got to play a lot of golf this summer uh, and uh, still got a lot more golf to play. <laughs> I've got a couple more oh, outings yeah. left in league and all that other stuff. So trying to jam all this in. I I had Milan Weekly Podcast wanted me to come on and, I, and Vinny and Steve. Good. You know, looking forward to checking in and getting with you guys again they i think Vinny wanted me to come and do a podcast on a monday in the summer and i said what are you nuts i said i golf on monday nights in the summer oh you didn't hear that podcast that i i actually took uh filled in for you and did uh, you i should have listened to it because uh i kind of got payback for what uh, you and uh, stevie said when uh, i wasn't on the podcast so it worked out (laughs) which which episode is this because i'm gonna have to go back and watch uh well man it was about a month ago a couple weeks ago i don't know I'll, i'll let you know i'll find that out for you Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna <laughs> go back and watch because I, I, I can't be insulted if I if I didn't hear what happened. So <laughs> fair enough. That's right. I'll find it for you, <laughs> Ricky. Good to see you, man. Yes, uh, we'll ha- Ricky. We'll have you on real soon yes, uh, to talk a little inter. So uh, uh, you know, keep up the good work that you're doing. Um, we will. Uh, let's just dive into this. You know. Uh, it ended with the with Milan winning the title last season, uh, you know, and then we get into the Mercato and so many things happen. Rumors wow. about players. I mean, the volatility with the transfer market was was just insane, uh, you know, throughout the summer. The players that arrived, the players that are rumored to arrive, the players that were thought to arrive but didn't. Milan happen. have new owners. Yeah. And and that is my bone to pick with Meal on Twitter because it's a re- it is a large reason why I was pretty scarce on Twitter. I I got so tired of the pissing and moaning from Meal on Twitter about the lack of transfer activity in the summer. Do you not realize? And here we go. I, don't don't I do this? I have to do this all the time. I have to hold their hand and walk them through life. I feel like I'm like their babysitter or something like that. But th- they they just they had an ownership change at the just at the end of the last season. Maldini and Masada weren't even under contract. Who are you going to go out to recruit play? Who are you going to go out to recruit players in a mercato 
without a contract. Maldini and Masada aren't going to work for as much as Maldini loves Milan. He's not going to work for free. Okay. Um, so that all had to get taken care of first. So they're behind. They did have uh, Origi come in for free. That was discussed. Adley came back from loan. Pobega came back from loan. Um, and, uh, you know, and now finally the, 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 the deal that we thought might not get done finally got done. Uh, Charles de Ketelar coming to uh, the Rossoneri. So, you know, eventually this stuff catches up. I mean, sorry that these guys don't come in when you want them. It's just this is it's got to remember this is a business. Um, and, and, and one that you shouldn't be offended or disappointed by. Yeah. It's, it's funny too, because like people are like, as soon as they heard Redbird took over, they're like, all right, let's just start spending. Go-. It's like, that's not how it works. Like this is not how the real world, this is not FIFA. You don't just go and buy games, you know, F- football manager, 2022, you, you just go and buy players at will. That's not how it works. You know, uh, first you, like you said, the contracts for both, uh, Ricky Masada and, um, Paolo Maldini had to be, you know, obtained. They were free agents, basically. And so you secure that, then you start making the moves. And yeah, they're taking their sweet time. But, you know, Paulo and, and Ricky, they're not going to bend over and overpay for somebody. That's They've never done that. They've always taken their time, talked the teams you know, to a lower price, which is more reasonable. Um, and granted, in this, in this case, at least with the Catalare, um, Bruges got what they wanted. But it was, it was a reasonable offer, I think, that you know, they got. And this is how it works. And this is what you can expect with this. This is a different regime than we had before. So. I, no, I, I don't want to have a good time and find love right now. Okay, so uh, we, we've got bots, so um, we're going to need to get rid of them. So Richard's good at showing them the door. So thank you. Sayonara. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so the uh, oh, let's hope that that doesn't be that, that that's not a uh, uh, a habit. So we'll just uh, thank you, Redbird. All the bots. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what came. <laughs> the bots came from Redbird. Okay. Uh, so, um, you know, so the, the Mercato in general. Let's just, I mean, so many arrivals, so many departures. Um, you know, let's start with the ones on the way out. Uh, right. You know, so that we don't have a, you know a chance. Give me three players that are not in Serie this upcoming season that you're going to miss from what you saw last season. Well, obviously, the two big standouts are going to be Kaladu Koulibaly, one of the best yep. defenders in the world, and Mateus yep. Delict, one of the up and coming youngster defenders mm-hmm. in the world. Um, outside of that, um, you know. Alvaro Morata, say what you want to say about him. He's he's going to Spain. He's obviously still doing well because he had a hat trick today against Juventus for Atleti Madrid. Um, so I mean, I, I, I like seeing him in the league because he is, you know, say what you want to say about Morata. He is a poacher. He can score goals. He's versatile. He can play not only the up all alone striker. He can be on the wings as well and play in. He's got a good passing ability, good header ability, a uh, good overall striker. So I mean, those are probably three that stand out for me. And obviously, the two defenders stick out more for me than anything else. You know, Kaladu Koulibaly is two different, two different, you know, ends of the spectrum with these two defenders, right? Kaladu Koulibaly's had a long, lustrous career with with Napoli, yeah. um, and now he wants to try, you know, go into England and try his, his, his trade over there. And I, I can't blame him for that. He held up for as long as he could, you know, and he felt this is the right time to move on. And and Napoli got some money out of it, so you know, you can't be bad about that. And, and Napoli seemed to be doing well recovering from that. And then uh, Delict, he's a youngster, so he has he's thriving to be one of the world's best. That's his ambition. 
Um, and so, you know, you, you take the next step, you keep going up and you go to bigger and bigger teams. Um, not to say that, you know, Byron is that much bigger than Juventus, but, you know, it's it's a lot more attention. Byron are constantly in the deep, deep rounds of Champions League. Um, they're always winning titles like Juventus, right? Uh, so, yeah, you know, different ambitions for each of these players, but I can't fault either of them for going, honestly, and Morata as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's sad to see them go. It's bad for the league because, you know, talented players are leaving you want to have the best players in the world here yeah. like it was in the 90s but you know what are you gonna do you can't you can't keep them all what about you, you? can't keep them you can't keep them all i mean i'm with you on koulibaly um you know and I'm, i'll just speak for the sake of getting different uh you know we'll talk about the here afterward um but but for the sake of getting different uh Gianluca Scamacca leaving and going to west ham united i would like to have seen him continue his career in Serie A. Yeah. i just i don't like the fit um with antonio still there you know, the way that Moyes might have West Ham United play, I don't know if it completely suits what Skamaka yeah. is all about. And Gianluca Skamaka was a guy that I was probably looking at as taking over as Italy striker yeah. uh, here in, in the national team setup. And I, I think that a move to West Ham United curbs his upside. Um, you know, how much is he going to play? Uh, you know, he's going to be battling for time with Antonio unless – West Ham knows something we don't, and they're moving Antonio, which who knows. Yeah. Um, but that one that one was a little disappointed with. I would have liked to have stay, seen Skamaka stay in Serie A, but at the same time, you've got to ask the question, where would he have gone? Uh, Milan don't really need a striker. Um, they seem to be happy with Giroud. Origi comes in for free. Rabic can play strikers. Zlatan and what's left of him. <laughs> will probably be around, you know, towards the end of the season. Um, you know, Inter are loaded at the position. Napoli seem content with who they've got with, you know, with Ossiman. And, and I think the Raspadori deal might still be on the table. Uh, yeah. You know, so uh, Roma seem ready to go with Abraham and Bellotti. We'll talk about all of these guys. I, You know, so where – where does he go um, and where would he have fit? Uh, it, it would have been a lateral move at best. So it's okay. Try the Premier League. I think that maybe being a striker in at PSG, because that was rumored earlier in the summer, that would have been an interesting fit to see how that would have worked. Um, but just to be different, I'll say him. I'll say Koulibaly. And I think another one that I'll just say, you know, under the radar, you know, you know, and I'll, I'll, before I get to my third one, I'll, I'll talk about what Anthony's saying, missing Dries Mertens and what he meant to Napoli and, you know, a, a one-time City I sit-down player of the season, um, you know, in one of our early years, you know, of doing this and heading off to Galatasaray and, and what he meant for Napoli and what Napoli meant for him. You know, it's an excellent point there, Anthony. But uh, I'll also throw in Nahuel Molina uh, of Udinese going to Atletico Madrid. I think that that yeah, one is yeah. one that people look at and – shrug their shoulders, but I think they're going to find out how underrated he was, uh, you know, because he was playing for Udinese and now it's another young talent that is, is leaving Serie A and is heading to another country and, you know, and heading to a place like Atletico Madrid and Udinese were, I, 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 I were the Pozzos, I would have done the same thing. I would have cashed in on him too. If Atletico Madrid came calling, I mean, uh, good set piece guy, good crosser, good technique, Um, you know, can create, can score on his own. He does a lot of those things. So, uh, so Molina going is another one for me. And just to, you know, just for the sake of getting different now, coming back to delete, you were, yeah, I I think the, the, the only thing I'd miss about him is that 
the only thing I would probably miss about him is that there's still a lot of career left with him and to see what he would have evolved to be as a defender at Juventus and in that setup and under Allegri's tactics. Um, right. But the time up until that point, I, nah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not, I don't think he was good. I don't think he was bad. I just, I wasn't, it, 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 there wasn't a wow factor for me with what he probably should have provided, um, you know, with the hype that came along with him with coming along. I'm probably yeah. more excited for, if if I'm a Juve fan, I'm probably more excited about Bremer being there. Um, I thought you were going to say Pogba. Yeah, and what <laughs> he's going to do. <laughs> but the leaked, I, I guess I just wasn't wowed, you know, Um there were good games. There were there were not so good games. There was definitely improvement in his last season at Juventus, but you know, just examining the overall body of work, it's hard for me to. I if Bayern came along and offered me seventy three million, I I would have signed off for that in a heartbeat. Right? Yeah. No, you can't you can't blame Juventus for taking that money either. I mean, anybody be foolish, especially in Serie A, to be giving up that kind of money. So. But I, I think Delic's time at Juventus is a lot better than people are, are, are saying, including you. Um, obviously, the wow factor that we got when he was at Ajax, it's hard to equate to that, right? It's hard to compete with that unless he came up, took the reins at Juventus from, you know, Chiellini and Bonucci and those guys and became maybe a captain. That's the only way it would be a wow factor. You could really take it. But honestly, I think he, he was decent. Uh he provided attacking threat on set pieces and stuff like that. He was very good in the air. Um, defensively, he was okay. Yes, he had some terrible, terrible mistakes, a lot of red cards, a lot of you know double yellows. Um, like you said, there was some good, there was some bad in there. But I think overall, I thought, you know, Juventus tried to bring him on slowly. They didn't want to bring in somebody, especially at the price they paid, and risk mm. him going to sh- crap. Right away, they wanted to slowly bring him in. Plus, they already had Chiellini. They had they had Bonucci in there, some stalwarts that he could learn from. So they took their time with him. So that you know, the early obviously you're going to get a little bit of rust, not playing as much. And talking about the lick here, but you know, as more time he got, I thought he did improve as you as you mentioned. And I think you know, overall, I think it was fine. I think he was you know, through his time there, I thought he was the best defender on the pitch. I know probably Juventini don't agree with me, but that's how I felt when I saw him watched him. Um, and granted, I don't watch, you know, day in and day out, I watch the practice and all that, but you know what he, the potential he has is always there and you're waiting to see, is he going to get it? Um, I, his comments that he said when he arrived at Byron were a little odd to me because he talked about playing offensively as, and he's a defender, but that would notwithstanding, I think his time overall at Juventus was a success is $80 million worth successful. Probably not, but I think, you know, it was, it was a good time. It, was it a flop? Absolutely not. Um, anyone says he's a flop, I don't think I, I think they need to you know reevaluate how, how his time was there, but yeah, I think it was it was good. And you are gonna miss a, a defender like him now. They got Bremer on the backside, that's a good person to make up with, probably an upgrade. Um, assuming he continue his, his yeah. fine form, but uh, yeah, I think the look's gonna be missed. And I think he he was a quality defender, and I think he still will do some magical things on, on the world stage, uh, but to be determined. and. Uh, I think uh, Juventini ultimately at the end of this end of his career will be like, okay, you know, we're glad we had him, as opposed to, you know, why do we spend that money? Sure, sure. Yeah, it's 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 up for debate what Delic really meant to Juventus, uh, you know, in his time there. Uh, so uh, it'd be interesting to hear what people have to say about that. So um, I'm, uh, you know, as for the. 
Um, I have my perfect match. I've had my perfect match for 14 years. So, boy, they they don't they're relentless, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. Oh, there's another one. Eh, so don't get them off. All right. Uh, so p- players that we're excited to see. Um, you know, I mean, Decatur are notwithstanding, because yeah. um, that's an obvious one. Um, you know, and this is where I want to try to dive a little bit deeper. Um, I'm going to start with Augustine Alvarez going to Sassuolo. Okay. Uh, this, you know, the striker who will eventually step in for Skamaka. Um, Sassuolo seemed to have this habit of okay, they they cash in on a guy, they find the they find the right guy to go in and replace him. Okay, last year they sell Locatelli, they bring in Fratesi. Didn't look like they missed much. Uh, this year Skamaka's gone. Alvarez comes in. Alvarez already has a couple of goals here in preseason. Um, in 2021 with Peñarol, that's where he's coming from. He's Uruguayan international. Mm-hmm. Uh, in 39 appearances, he scored 23 goals. Uh, with the setup that Sassuolo have, and if Raspadori does go, and there was there's still talk that he could go to Napoli, I don't know if that's going to end up happening or not. Um, you know, I usually want strikers to just have that grace period for first season, and they're you know they're not going to be. You know, they're going to struggle. You got to adapt. New country. Lot, lots going with that, excuse me. Um, but in this case, with how Sassuolo is set up, how they play, the service that he can get, 15 goal upside is not out of the question for Augustine Alvarez. Sure. Um, at Sassuolo. Um, and 15 might be on the high side, but I I, I won't rule it out. Because uh, I've, I've seen, you know, because there's evidence that he's done it before. Um I, you know, I don't want to talk about the retreads like Lukaku back to Inter or Pogba back to Juventus. I think that those are, um, uh, those are going without saying. Jorginho Wijnaldum going to Roma. That is the Jose, that is a quintessential Jose Mourinho player. Yep. Uh, and is going to be a perfect fit in that midfield coming in uh, on loan from PSG. Um, really love to get there. Uh, does so much, can, can win the ball, can pass, can score, you know, Better know where he is on free kicks. Uh, there's a lot that he can offer that Roma team and uh, a, a guy that can just back up. The combination of him and Matic, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, possibly playing. And then you've got Pelle, Pellegrini and you've got Dybala and you've got some of these guys that are going to be going forward. Who knows if Zaniolo stays or not. Um, I mean, we're going to have a lot to say about Roma here in the preview, as everybody has been and rightfully so. But that's another one. And the third one that I will give you um, is Adamola Lookman going to Atalanta. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a perfect fit um, for the way Atalanta play. You, you know, Gasparini always seems to interchange that front three in his 3-4. It's a 3-4-2-1 at times. It's a 3-4-1-2. Lookman can play off of striker. He can play wide. He can, you know, play behind and next to someone like a Malinowski. There's so many ways that that fits. So for me, taking away the retreads, taking away an obvious one like the Ketelar, the three that I'm excited to watch and see what they do. Alvarez at Sassuolo, Vinaldum at Roma, and Lookman at Atalanta. Good shouts. Those are all all good shouts. Um, I'm going to go over to Fiorentina. Luka Jovic. Uh, Jokic, yes. Uh, Jovic. It is Jovic. I'm thinking of basketball here. Um, yeah, you know, 
we've been watching him for a long time, you know, not only with Real Madrid, but also when it's his Frankfurt days. Uh, it's a good little player, good striker. Didn't do so well at, at Real Madrid. Not many people, you know, can shine in the in the limelight there. But uh, he's a good player still, I think. Milan were after him for a while, and several uh, Serie A clubs are going up for him. But um, Fiorentina, they pick him up. They had Cabral last year, and it was, you know, it was okay. Once, once they lost Lahovic, and they got Piontek as well. But, you know... It wasn't they still need that bang and i think luka jokic uh, jovic excuse me he can um he can do some things under under vincenzo italiano and i think this is a, a sneaky good pick by fiorentina that's going to help them do well this year i, I really want to see how this guy does i'm really going to follow them closely um let's see what else uh, some of the moves i do like i do like angel de maria you know say what you will about uh, yes. him He's 31 years old, yes, but I and and Juventini don't shoot me or Dybala lovers don't shoot me. I think this is an upgrade from Dybala. I honestly do because Angel Di Maria has done it on the big stage. Dybala has never really shown in those big games. and We've harped about this for years with Dybala. Um, and Angel Di Maria usually plays better in the big games. He has He's very fast still at his age. He can still put the ball in the back of the net. His vision is very good. I think... Him on the right with Chiesa on the left, and then yeah. and the big man up top. This is going to be a very dangerous Juventus offensively, you know. And so, Di Maria is going to bring something very special for them. Now, is the midfield any better? We'll see. But I love the unhealthy Maria pick, and I think he's going to do very well uh, at Juventus. Allegri was notwithstanding. Um, and then let me see who I can pick here. You know, the I guess I've, I guess he joined in the summer. Uh, then the new young Georgian from Napoli, Kavicha. Oh, um, uh, yes, yes, yes. So good. I, mean, I watched, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, I watched him in the in international games. I watched him some other games as well, and he is just so fun to watch. I mean, from entertainment standpoint, I think he's just going to be one of the players to watch this season. And yeah. you know, if he can hit the ground running in City Ao, it's harder in a tactical league. Look out, because this guy has a talent. And I will really want to see this, what this kid can do if he gets his feet under him in City A. So, yep. Boy, they're relentless. There they are again. That's all right. Let's so. Keep going. All right, uh, Phil B. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> do you see how quick they took that down? <laughs> uh, I did that when it when it got called out. No, 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 no. no I didn't see that. No, I didn't see that. Oh. Um, the, uh, the 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 guys in New York, uh, those guys, yeah, those guys in New York, uh, I think had like something like a week away or something, ten days away from the start of City or something like that, and it was a gif of Jurgen Klopp celebrating. <laughs> like, way to lead the way for us on this side of the pond, right? Uh, oh, I didn't want to. I, I I for one didn't let that go. Uh-uh. Jurgen de Cremonese, here we go. Yep. There you go. <laughs> it would be like, you know, like if Pep Guardiola wants to go coach Brescia someday. He's never coaching Brescia. Not I believe that more up. than Klopp Cromanese, though. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. <laughs> so, oh, uh, uh, you know, you know, so who knows? But anyway, um, yeah, it was not very smart uh, on their part. Uh, I mean, those are six great players we just talked about. I mean, they're just scratching the surface of some of the moves. It's, you know, Di Maria, Cavalli. Kvaratskhelia, Jovic, Lukman, uh, Alvarez, and um, Finaldum. So, yeah, um, just you know, some of the new arrivals, and that's of course we're talking about. Yeah, and we're, and we're, these are names are coming out. I mean, obviously, as Milan fans, we're very excited about Charles de Catalar. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, 
I'm not going to get overly excited about what I watched in the few minutes at the end of a 6-1 win or what he did in a 7-1 scrimmage today. Um, that's great. Um, yeah. Bring it against Udinese on Saturday. So, yeah. you know, against an Udinese team that has given Milan fits, uh, you know, over the last couple of years and have, have given Milan frustrations, you know, that that yeah. would be, uh, you know, where you'll grab my attention. But I, I, I'm excited about what he can be. Uh, you know, as well. So plenty to get excited. You know, tell us who you're excited about new arrivals coming in uh, to City A from other clubs uh, at City A sit down on Twitter uh, or Instagram. Give us your comments there uh, and let us know. So uh, let's go further. Now we get into the preview. We look ahead now, 2022-2023. And why not start, Richard, other than the champions themselves, Milan, um, Ownership, uh, and I believe as alluded to earlier in the chat, Redview, official or Redview, Redbird officially owns Milan in September. See, I don't even know who they are. Um, Mysterious. And, uh, Elliot is technically technically still the majority owner of Milan at the moment. Um, departures: uh, Cassie leaving for Barcelona. Uh, you know, let's take a look here. Um, I should have this scrolled up. Give me a second. I mean, the key departures really are Francesi, um, and that's it. I mean, Samu Castellejo, okay, fine, big deal. <laughs> Hardly played. Daniel Maldini's going on loan to Spezia. Yep. Uh, you know, so not a whole lot gets lost. And then the arrivals of De Ketelar, uh, Florenzi uh, getting a getting a, being on permanently, Junior Messias uh, being on permanently, Divac Origi. Yep. Uh, coming in for free from Liverpool. And let's face it, with the forwards that they have at Liverpool, it's really, really easy to be surplus there. Yeah. Rigi didn't become a bad player. He just, <laughs> it's just so many damn Hey, but we were just there. talking about Klopp, and Klopp was rated Origi very highly there. You know, he was very professional, did the job. He scored goals and was asked to come in, you know. So, you know, Origi is a, is a good player. Do I think he's a starting striker? No. But I think he's a good player still. Uh, he has some time. He's got some speed and some pace. So, you know, the possibility of Origi on the right and De La, uh, De La, De La, Leal. We are rusty, aren't we? Leal on the left. That mm-hmm. is two speedy wingers on the side there. So, I mean, yeah. No, Lost Romagnoli, too. Excuse me. Um, yeah. Lazio. So, uh, to Lazio. But I – okay. Are they going to repeat? Because I think now there are bigger – aspirations for them okay they're going to be a seeded team in the champions league draw they're not going it's not likely they're going to have the brutality of the group that they played in last year which when that group came out i said right away i said they're finishing fourth um i said i don't see them i don't see them getting out of this i was i ended up being very impressed with how competitive they were in each of the games especially the ones that they lost in that they had chances in all of them um you know so that aside how much confidence do you have that Milan go back to back this season? I mean, a lot to be determined here in the Mercato. As of right now, I think they have a fighter's chance um, yeah. because some teams around him have gotten a lot better. But who did Milan really lose? They lost. They won last year with Salsicha Maker and Junior Messias on the right hand side, and Brahim Diaz really providing no ten, you know, output sure. there, and they still won the title. Um, 
and they just added a couple couple youngsters there. Adley's in there as well. They got a fighter's chance. I'm not yeah. saying they're gonna be out and out favorites, or you know they're not gonna win the title. I think they have it. They're gonna be in the fight and the discussion. We'll see how the Mercato goes, but as of right now, they're just as good a chance as anybody else in the league. What do you think? I, I don't think they'll repeat. I'm not gonna pick them to repeat. And it, you know, and, and and that's not because I'm pessimistic about their chances. It's because I think, to your point, I think everybody else is better. And I think that they're going to do – I could see them making more of a thing of, of, of Champions League this season with chances to go through and go a little bit deeper. I think, you know, the last two seasons, the City A winner benefited from luxury of going out of Europe altogether at the, after the group stage and having that reduction of fixtures and having the ability to just, you know, focus on the league. Um, you know, Milan last season and then enter the season before that. Uh, so – I see them wanting to make more of a presence in the Champions League because I think when you look at Milan historically, um, they've they've won the European Cup seven times, so um, it's um, it's it's they're better. I think they're improved. Adli can play in that double pivot, or he can be a ten. Yeah, Dekay can be a ten. Can play on the right. Um, Obega, you know, the, he hop in the midfield. Yep. And I, you know, I, I don't think that it's a, I don't think that it's a total loss that they didn't get Botman, and that Botman ended up going to Newcastle United. It's like why, you know, why why break up what's working in that defense? And you bring in a player like Kyer who knows what the expectations are, who you know recovers from injury. I, you know, there's that. You know, the only thing the guy that the guy that scares me if he ends up having to get regular playing time is Mateo, Mateo Gabia. Um, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll see, you know, um, unless Pioli has gotten to a point where he is confident in maturity and we haven't even talked about Tommaso Pobega coming back from loan, yeah. you know, and, and now I'm having a regular role. So they got a healthy rotation of midfielders. They've got Benesser there still. Tonali just still got, there. <laughs> yep. You know, and, and Martino Puccio made an excellent point. Don't, don't sleep on Roddy Krunic as a defensive midfielder in the double pivot. He's serviceable when he's asked to play that role. First so First they've got they've got role players. They've got guys that they depend on. There's a style that they play. Um, they've been very successful in uh, preseason, and I don't take a whole lot of stock into preseason results. But when I look at the better players out there, and when they're hammering Wolfsburg, and then they're going to Marseille and beating Marseille, you know those are. Those are confidence building results to help build your campaign. So I think that when I finally do these predictions after the Mercato closes, I'm not going to predict them to win the title, but they are going to be a major influence on this and they're going to be in this for a very long period of time. Yeah, I I don't know. We'll see how the Mercato goes, but as of right now, they are not my top pick to win a Scudetto. as of right now, but things could change. Mm-hmm. A lot can happen here in Mercato. We'll see. Maybe you know. Maybe we're both picking Cremonese. Who knows? Okay. Likely, Sa- but who knows? Okay. Same city, different team. Inter <clears throat> with Juventus making waves, getting Di Maria, Pogba, Bremer. Okay. Inter set the tone early in the Mercato, getting Lukaku back, getting Bellanova, getting Aslani. Um, who are the other guys that they? Uh, uh, that they also signed. Um, I'm leaving one out. Mikatarian and then Onana yep. uh, coming over from Ajax, who uh, presumably will be the starting is the starting goalkeeper now. You say Belanova too? Yeah, I did say Belanova. So they reloaded, and it's it, it, 
with what Juventus have done and with what Roma have done, and now Milan adding De Ketelar, it's like Inter all of a sudden went from people, you know, people were all gawking over what they were doing in the Mercato to now they're flying under the radar. Yeah. And I think that makes them really dangerous. Was that Inter who lost to Valencia the other day? This weekend, four to two. Uh, no, uh, was it somebody lost to Villarreal four to two? Villarreal. That was it. Was Inter? It was Inter. Was it Inter? Yeah, it was a V team. Um, you know, yeah, they're flying under radar. They shouldn't be. Uh, Inter fans will tell you Lukaku's back. We're back to scoring goals left and right. Maybe. You know, that's to me. That's to be determined. Can yeah. he? Can he do it? Absolutely, he can. It's a different manager, different style of play. You still have most of the same players that he played with before, granted, but. He struggled at, at, at Chelsea, didn't get much playing time. Maybe that skill set that he had when he was top-notch when he went there is needs some time to get back to the level. I'm, I need to be convinced that he's the same Lukaku from before. Is he, is he capable of doing it? Yes. And if he is that same player, look out, Inter are a serious threat to take the title. Um, mm. and not that they're not anyway, but um, yeah, people who want to say that Lukaku is back and they're going to win the title is like, uh, slowly roll. I, I like the Henrik Mkhitaryan move. He's a fantastic player. He will do really, really well under Azagi. Um, Belanova, excited to see him there. Aslani, that's a fantastic player as well. Yeah, they lost some players to be determined what happens with Skriniar, right? But uh, they got a, they got rid of a lot of dead weight on the team. They got a lot of some talent too, right? Perisic is gone. no longer. He's no longer there. Um, we'll see what happens with, you know, also Bastoni. They talked about Bastoni as well. But uh, I think there's, like you said, flying under the radar. Don't count them out. They're uh, they're still going to be in the mix. They're inter. They're 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 strong. They're very strong. Where does Mkhitaryan fit in this team? That's the question that I have. You know, is he, you can't put him in wing back. I mean, you're going to have Gozens and Dumfries as your wing back. Yeah. There's talk that Dumfries could go to Chelsea, but I don't think that's happening anymore. Um. And there's. You know, is he part of a three-man midfield? Do you do you have him in with a different skill set to give you some give a different look that he's in when Chalhanolu's not in? That's the only way I can see it because I don't think he's a I don't think he's a Barella. No, um, you know, and I don't think that he's someone like Aslani. No, no, you know, or any of those players. So. I- I, I struggle with this. I, I struggle with what his role is going to be. That's you, that that that's the biggest question I have out of the new signings is w- what is Mkhitaryan? What are you doing with him? You know, and then you have you know he's not a Brozovic, um, you know. So I, I, I'm curious to see, you know, what the fit is with him. If he's yeah. probably a second striker, but then you get you know Correa's there, so that's the only one. But. Um, you know, other than that, when I look at this inter team, they're they're better. They're they're a favorite for the title, rightfully so. They're 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 in the conversation for sure. Um, you know, and you know, I think they, they, they they've kind of become not necessarily an afterthought, but they have definitely been kind of disrespected here recently. And I think that a lot of that is because of the arrival of Decatelar, the hype with Roma. You know, in some of these other teams, and I, yep. that's a, and I think if you're an Inter supporter, you're very, very happy about this, and you're saying, "Yeah, don't talk about us." Yeah, let them work out their kinks, and then when they get in full stride, look out, right? And they say, "Oh, I told you so." Um, 
I agree with Phil's comment, you know, about the Barella. You're not going to replace Barella, and he needs to return to his form in 2020, you know, because last year wasn't the best Barella that we saw. And granted, he played a ton load, a ton of games, so he's probably tired, but he needs to get back. I think, you know, I think Mkhitaryan is better than than Chalanolu. However, Chalanolu brings in something that I think Mkhitaryan can't bring. He, he has that set piece ability, the shooting from distance ability. Mm-hmm. Um, his work rate's pretty good. I'm uh, not going to lie. Chalanolu's work rate's pretty good. Yeah. Um, but Mkhitaryan is a playmaker, and I think he has to be a bench player and has to be a change of pace for when Chalanolu gets tired, maybe a Barella or something like that, because I think that midfield three is pretty set, honestly. Um, yeah. Brozovic is Brozovic. He'll do he'll do well in big games. Um, does he still have the legs? He sh- I imagine he will, but you know, prove it to me that he doesn't. Barella needs to return to that form, yes. And and Chalonolo, you would imagine would improve in another season under Inzaghi. So yeah, right now he's a bench player for me. And I think, like you said, Inter are a good team, and don't discount them. Anyone who's discounted them are going to be for rude awakening when they uh, when they're into in this thing late in the season. So yeah, look at don't don't forget about Inter. <laughs> okay. I think you and I are going to have differing opinions about this next one. Okay. Napoli. Yeah. I'm going to give you the floor. You said some interesting things to me before the show. So state the case for why they could be a thing this year. Yeah. Um, I like Napoli. I think they've been doing a sneaky good job this uh, this offseason. Yes, they lost Kaladu Koulibaly. Uh, it ha- hurts to lose a worldie like him. But, you know, they're bringing this guy from Fenerbahce, uh, Kim. And he, from what I've seen, I like him. Is he going to be Koulibaly? No, but he's going to be a solid defender. And I, they need some solid defenders back there. Um, Ostergaard is a good pickup there. Obviously, they got Ingisa. But this guy, Kavicha, I, I really like this kid, man. I think from what I've seen him with, with Napoli and also with Georgia and his, and his previous team, he is tricky. He's hard to handle. And I think, you know, Napoli, yeah, they lost Dries Mertens. Yeah, they lost Insigne. But their, their striker, Osimhen, he's still there. They got the midfield there. Now, we'll see if Fabian Ruiz goes to PSG or not. Uh, if he if he goes, it'll hurt. But they still got Lobotka. They still got so many midfielders there. They got, uh, what's his name? Um, number seven. I, I can't. I'm drawing, a, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, but they got a lot of good players on their team. They still need some help on defensively, I think. You know, maybe uh, Di Lorenzo is going to be the captain this year. But the left side is Mario Rui, the guy. I don't know the goalkeeper situation. We'll see what how that pans out. But I like Napoli, man. I think people are sleeping on Napoli because they're not making the big old signings that everyone else is doing. Um, obviously, Roma they get deserved attention because they're getting all these players. But a lot of these teams are, you know, they're making moves here and there. And Napoli just quietly under the radar are making these quiet moves. And I think they're a solid team. And they're going to be in a Scudetto hunt this year. I don't know if they're going to be quite at the top, but maybe they are. We'll see how they gel together. I think Osimhen is primed for a big season. If he can stay healthy, this team can be very, very dangerous. And they were last year, even when he was injured. So I, I like Napoli a lot. You don't get better losing someone like Koulibaly. Um, you don't get better losing some of the nucleus that has, has, has been the, you know, the, the heart of your team, if you will. Now they've gone unbeaten here in preseason, but they drew Mallorca, they beat Girona, they drew Espanol. Um, and, 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 you know, you got to do a deep dive into these things and see, you know, what the lineups look like and things look like and things like that. Now, um, there needs to be um, 
for me, there needs to be an exponentially higher level of trust in Pietr Zielinski. If this is going to work as a 10 in a playmaking role, uh, Kvica, we've talked about an exciting player, a lot of interest in him. Lose If you lose Ruiz, that's a that's another huge blow. And, and I'll go so far to say Ospina had a ton of experience back there too as a goalkeeper. Yeah. Merit could Merit could give you a blunder here and there. And I don't know. I, I think that Napoli are going to fall behind very early in the season because they have a lot of pieces that are new that are that are gonna have to try to figure it out. And I think it's gonna be a struggle. They've got Champions League in addition that they're gonna have to navigate through, which I think they're gonna struggle through that. And I think that there's going to be a lot of damage done through the first third to nearly half of the season where it's going to be hard for them to mount a top four challenge again. I think they're still a decent side, but I could see a very early, uh, you know, an early struggle for them, you know, despite some of the players and and, and some of the things that you say. So I, this is one where we're disagreeing on. I, 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 I'm downgrading Napoli a little bit now if, you know, they take this Ruiz money and this Koulibaly money and they, they get a couple guys in there that that I look at that then my mind might change. But at the moment, um, Kvicha looks good. I, yeah. You know, I'm interested in what he's going to be able to do. Uh, it should mean Ruiz's departure should mean a more expanded role for Zielinski. At mm-hmm. least there better be. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the other thing that needs to be addressed is have Napoli really gotten better – at fullback. Yeah. You know, you still got Di Lorenzo sure. there, but they, they're signing Matias Oliveira from Getafe. Decent okay. player. Um, they brought him in. Uh, you know, so apparently, and, you know, with him, with Mario Rui there. So it's just, it's, it's hard for me, but it's, it's, it's hard for me to get excited about Napoli, at least through the first third of the season. We were probably, this is going to be one of those teams that we're going to be excited about the last if, if Spalletti stay, you know, keeps the job throughout the season too. There's also rumors too, that uh, not only Raspadori coming to Napoli, but also possibly Giovanni Simeone. He would be an upgrade from the, the big man who eats pies um, if they were to happen, but you know, it hasn't happened yet. So, you know, it's still time will tell, but if they both get, you know, they both come to Napoli, that'd be two big um, signings there. Granted midfield might be clogged down with all the talent they have, but you know, having a backup striker to, uh, Osimhen or possibly a t- partnership there that could be something very special. That's a lot of strikers though, and in a system where Spalletti just likes to play with one, you know that's we'll see. I mean, I right now can't get fired up about Napoli's prospects. Um, if Spalletti is there at the end of the season and there's a season three for him at Napoli, it's because they went on a tear over the last eight to ten matches. Maybe just came up short of the top four, but all of those pieces finally came together. They played well. They mounted a charge, and it's momentum going into twenty three, twenty four. Okay, out of your top four. Okay, but he's there. There, yeah, it's momentum going into the twenty three, twenty four season. I don't have okay. Napoli top four. Okay, and right I think on. when the window closes, I'm probably not going to have them top. Okay, four. fair enough. Fair so, enough. You're higher on them than I am, and that's just you know it's what it is. So it is what it is. Um, and the, we're going to get into these conversations. It's going to be interesting. Now, moving on to the old lady, Juventus. Um, fourth last season, 70 points, um, 57 goals, 37 against, 
Uh, things have certainly gotten different. Bremer, yeah. who we thought was the best defender last season yeah. uh, in Serie A, he's there. Paul Pogba on a free. Angel Di Maria on a free. Delict gone. Mandragora gone. Dybala gone. Bernadeschi gone. Chiellini gone. So I have a lot of interest in this Juve team. Okay. I, I When Chiesa gets healthy, and you made the point earlier, a front three of Chiesa, Vlaovic, and Di Maria could be as devastating as any in Serie A. Um, possibly Europe, possibly yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could, you could certainly make that argument. Two thing, two things that I think hold them back. I don't think the midfield's better. Okay, I don't think you get better by bringing back Paul Pogba. This is not Pogba that you had the first time around. Who you know a few years ago during the lockdown, Phil Shane and I, Phil Shane came on and and, mm-hmm. and did the podcast with us, and he and I talked about it, if Paul Pogba came back and. You know, why was he so good, um, you know, the first time around at Juve? Look who he played with. He played with Pirlo. He played with the BBC and Buffon and Vidal. And, you know, he was in an environment where all he had to do was play. And when he's in an environment where all he has to do is play, he is one of the best midfielders in the world. Okay, France national team. He just has to show up and play. The leadership is taken care of by everybody else. Okay, but when he went to Manchester United – they wanted him to be the man, and he did not live up to that. He's coming back to an environment where he's going to be the man of this midfield, and I don't know if it's going to work. Mm. Um, you know, it's not the same environment for him. You know, that made him the ninety-seven million dollar man that he was back. You know, when he was when he left the first time around. Yeah. Um, I have so that's one concern. The second concern I have is Allegri. I think he has a stubborn way of playing football. I mm. think he. I think it restricts creative players. Um, and it makes it very hard for me to get on the one end. I want to look at this roster and say, there's a decent chance this team gets back to what it used to be. But at the same time, I also look at it and saying that manager there is going to keep it from happening. (laughs) Um, you know, they're still going to go back to some of the stone age things. I just don't think a can let go. And that's where I'm at with Juventus. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much right there with you, right? Attack, you know, this is going to be a, fen- a, fen- a phenomenal attack, honestly. When Chiesa comes back and if he's back to anything resembling that Euro 2020 run by, by Azzurri, this is going to be something special for the attack. But you don't just win with attackers. I think this yep. midfield has not improved. I don't. Um, I think they've pretty much stayed on level what they were last year at best. And defensively, you lost Delict and you got Bremer, so that's an upgrade. But Benucci's another year older. You know, your wing backs were okay. You're gonna play Quadrado in the, in the right back, right wing again, right back. Like, who are you gonna, who are you gonna have there? I mean, they got some youngsters they could probably put in there, and and they may do the job. But honestly, outside of the attack, I'm not really impressed with this Juventus team. And I know a lot of people are flying high in them. They got Pogba, they got Di Maria, they're gonna win the Scudetto. I'm not so sure. Um, I think they have a long way to go. And the one thing we kept driving up people's throat cliff came on here said the same thing the midfield needs to get better it hasn't their defense has got to get better yes bremer is an upgrade but the rest of the defense is not it's it's an older defense and and they need uh, some upgrades and the goalkeeper is solid but yeah i'm not i'm far from com- convinced that juve is going to be the team that's the the team to beat they're not a favorite for me um, but this attacking team could t- could drag them a long way 
will Allegri allow them to be creative? To your point, um, they may, you know, Allegri notwithstanding, they may just do enough individual that they can score some goals. But I don't know. We'll see. A lot to be determined. Allegri, you know, a lot is on the line with him. If he struggles in the first half of the season, maybe they'll get rid of him. Juventus typically doesn't do that, but no. um, you never know. Uh, but I, I don't see a Scudetto in the future for Juventus this season. With you, I, 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 you know, I'm playing around with who my top four is going to be and what order I'm going to put them in, and I'm just struggling to. I, I, I've got them top four. I think they're going to finish. I think they're going to finish top four. They're going to find a way to get there, but, and I, and I think that's just despite the other teams around them that while they've gotten better, I think Juventus has enough of a solidity that they're going to get there. Um, you think the other teams will cannibalize each other or will have enough lapses in judgment that Juventus will stay steady? Yes. And- yes. And I think that, I think that there's some of these managers and some of these teams that Allegria just is just going to out tactic. Um, yeah. You know, and I think that that's going to help get Juventus there in the end. So, um, so I, you know, like, I mean, I think we're in agreement that we don't think there's a Scudetto for them here. Um, but there is certainly a chance. Now, I, you know, but top four is fine. Um, it's a reasonable expectation. I think they're going to do it again. I don't have a whole, and we're going to have to see what their champions group, Champions League groups is going to look like uh, yeah. before we can yeah. pass judgment on what they're going to do there. Yeah. So, okay, Lazio. We're getting into the city of Rome now. We're going to start with Lazio first, though, Richard. We'll save the the more intriguing one here for for, for last. Um, right. Okay, so arrivals for Lazio. Luis Maximiano. Maximiano, yeah, Maximiano. Goalkeeper from Granada. He's been starting. Every indication he's probably going to play. Marcos yeah. Antonio coming over from shot. I like Marcos Antonio a lot. That's another one we didn't talk about. Yeah. Uh, getting Matias Vecino on a free, getting Alessio Romagnoli on a free out. Uh, Marici experiment just failed on all levels. Um, they they couldn't be happier to get Strakosha out the door, I'm thinking. At least if you talk to Laziali, they would tell you that. <laughs> uh, Lucas Leva, they probably couldn't be happier to get out the door. Um, yep. the, way they, the way that happened, he's in Brazil now playing for Gremio. So... Um, some tweaks here at Lazio uh, for a team that finished fifth last season. Uh, but given, I, I think with Lazio, I think they're going to be, and that is if Milinkovic Savage stays, there's still talk that Juve may grab him. Hmm. Um, and that changes, that blows this whole yes. conversation up if yes. that happens, by the way. Yes. Um, but uh, looking at Lazio right now, Looking at what Marcos Antonio, Marcos Antonio to me is the perfect Maurizio Sarri midfielder because he can do, there's so much he can do. Yeah. You know, box to box, a lot of skill, a lot of technique, creativity. He's got a, he's got a locker full of talent. These, these guys that come from Shakhtar all do. Um, So tell me about Lazio. I think fifth is lofty. I, I don't think there's top four for them. And I don't think fifth, I don't think they're doing fifth again. I, I do think a low-end European place certainly will happen for them, um, unless you think they're better with the reinforcements that have come in. Scudetto. No, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think they this team has improved, not necessarily with the players on the pitch, but I think it's a, another year under Sadi. 
and Saudi's teams, it's very his his tactics are very technical. You have to, you need some time to get up to speed of what he wants. And I think most of the players that remain will get that up to speed. And some of these new players, like like Antonio, like you mentioned, will do well there. I think it's, it's like you said, it's a Saudi guy. So I think Lazio will be better in that regard. Um, none of the players are really wow factors to me uh, outside of Marcos Antonio, but there's some good players in there. Uh, and I think, you know, some of the players that left, they are improvements on overall. So I, I think Lazio is going to be an improved team. Doesn't mean they're going to be improved in the standings because a lot of teams are making some improvements as well. Um, so I think kind of what you're saying where, you, where you're placing them, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a European spot, but not necessarily a Champions League spot that we're talking about with Lazio. And it's no discredit to them. It's just every other team around them is doing so well in terms of the moves they're making um, and, and the losses that they're not having. Yeah. That this this Lazio team, they're going to be destroying teams that are below them for sure. But when they play the top team, it's going to be difficult. And I don't quite see them jumping over some of these teams. So, uh, yeah, you know, outside of top four for sure. Putting some of these pieces together, too, kind of in, a, in the vein of Napoli. But, I mean, when you got a guy like Charlie Mobley who scores goals for fun gonna, sometimes, yeah. you, you know, you're going to be in games. So, yeah. um, you know, so we'll see. I, I think that they're they're better. I think in the long run they're better with yeah. with the reinforcements that they've put in. They've they've been needing to get rid of Lucas Leva for for a long time now. That's finally happened. But it's everyone around them that has gotten so much better that makes it hard for them to have any more upside. And fifth is going to be you know fifth was last season. It was a great achievement. I think fifth is lofty now. So uh, and one of those teams that seriously on paper massively improved is the team in their city, Roma. Um, yeah. I mean, where do you start? It's just uh, uh, what they've done here. Uh, the arrivals, small in number, but big in, pretty big in quality. Zeki Chalik coming over from Lille mm-hmm. uh, for less than $8 million. Um, steal. steal. That's a steal. Uh, Paulo Dybala uh, on a free from Juventus. Uh, Nemanja Matic on a free from Man United, 33, long on the tooth. Um, but we've seen we've seen 30-somethings play really well in this league. Yeah. Uh, Mile Svilar, who is going to be uh, Serp, he's going to be just some depth there at goalkeeper, coming over on, on a free from Benfica, and then Jorginho Vinaldum coming over from PSG on loan, and then it's believed that Andrea Belotti will sign. Yep. To give them some striker depth, he and Tommy Abraham can rotate oh. at that position. Uh you know, I, I lamented the departure that they did not redeem uh, Oliveira because mm. I thought he was a wonderful fit for what they were doing. But then yeah. when they, they bring in Matic, they bring in Vinaldum, they bring in Dybala, you know, you've still got Pellegrini there. Zaniolo is still there. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I could say, well, if Zaniolo leaves this thing, this whole, this whole thing about Roma blows up. No, because... There's not a whole lot of sample with Zaniola at Roma to begin with. He blew out his ACL twice. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, um, so there's, you know, so that's different. It, it, that's far different from when Milinkovic Savage somehow ends up at Juve from, from Lazio. Um, mm. You know, so plenty to talk about here, Richard. This is a top four team for me. Um, it's Jose Mourinho in a second season. I laid out a very long thread on Twitter about his history in his second season impressive. Uh, impressive. at every stop he's made. I mean, just take out the last two places, Manchester United, um, 
is run so poorly right now. Nobody can seem to succeed there. They just lost to Brighton today. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Eric Ten Hag's got a lot of work to do there, and hopefully they're going to give him the time to do it. And the Tottenham thing just was never a good fit to begin with. Um, yeah, odd signing. Yep. So, but every place else he's been, second season, he's won something. He, he's won something significant. His second season in Serie A at Inter, he won the treble. Um, I've gone on record to say that he is going to win something here at Roma this season. I'm flirting with the idea that he might win the Scudetto. Hmm. I don't want to get wow. that crazy. I don't want to get that far ahead of myself. I'm still thinking about it, but don't rule that out. <laughs> he could win the Europa League. He could win the Coppa Italia. Um, but Fair. I can't rule it out. They're top four. I'm going to say this about Roma. Of all teams, Roma. How much have we picked on Roma for years, Richard? A lot. Roma, just me saying this, top four – with Scudetto winning upside, I'm saying it now. I'll call it. If pe- Everybody else is afraid to do it because it's Roma. I'm going to say it. I look at the squad. If Dybala can stay healthy, if they somehow keep Zaniolo, Pellegrini. I mean, this is – Jose has this team the way he wants it now. Yeah. And that's a dangerous thing for the rest of Serie A. It is. It is. And he's tactically very astute, so he can match the best with Allegri and anybody else, right? Did you see how they played against Shakhtar? They, yeah. they dismantled them today. Destroyed uh, them. Pellegrini, and I had Dybala, to look. Zaniolo, I was like, are we Tammy. sure this is, like are we sure for this years is Roma? Are we sure this is Roma? <laughs> are we sure this is Mourinho? Everyone said Mourinho's washed up, and if he does you know, what he's known to do with the good teams, look out. Uh, Michael Michael Lisi's in the chat. He says, "Say it loud, Frank." Yeah, get up, Lisi. We're going to have to get on this. We're going to have to get. We're going to have to get comfortable with the idea that Roma's a thing and Roma's a contender. We're, this is yeah. the season of getting comfortable with getting uncomfortable. Mm, I like that. No, it's this is a good team. Um, even if they don't get, you know, uh, yes, you, you want Dabala to stay healthy. You want Zaniolo to stay healthy if he stays. Um, but this team is so loaded in the middle. They got rid of some, you know, some dead weight. Um, obviously, Vera has gone. Uh, Robin Olsen has gone. Officially, Brian, Brian Reynolds and so on and so forth. But this is a really good team, I think. Yeah. And they can only improve from last year. They got some young players. They got some, you know, important time last year. They're only going to get better. You got this, you know, the young kid uh, on on the sideline chomping at the bit, waiting to get on into the starting lineup. And it's going to be hard with this team. But this is a good team. It really is. And I, I'm excited to see what Tammy Abraham can do in his second season after that first season, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, Roma won something last year. They won. They won, they won the uh, whatever the conference title, whatever it is. But yeah, I mean they're. They should be in contention of, of for something this year. What that mm-hmm. is, I don't know. But you know, they're a good team. They're going to make it diff- life's difficult for the Milanese clubs, for Juventus, for everybody out there. Yeah. Uh, so don't discount Roma. And I don't think anybody is at this moment. I think a lot of people are talking high on Roma for a good reason. Uh, this Wijnaldum pick is is a sleeper. Some people, a lot of people know about Wijnaldum, but some people are just like, oh, it's Wijnaldum, whatever. He's still a good player, and he fits He's what Mourinho likes to do. And yeah. Matic at his age can still do it. Brozovic is up there in years, and he's still he's still doing it. So, um, at the position that Matic plays, you don't have to be young. Pirlo played until almost forty years old playing defensive midfielder, basically. So, yeah, I like what Roma's doing, and uh, I mean, I can't add too much to what you're saying because I agree everything with you saying. You know, they're they're definitely a top four contender, if not more. Mm-hmm. If nobody else wants to say it, we will. Top four with upside to win the Scudetto. I. I- Dead serious, and we're saying this about Roma. 
This mean, is a good point. Lisi says week three, Juve against Roma. If Roma wins that game, a big game, yeah, that is huge. Yeah. They'll tell something now. If Juve comes out and blasts them, that also says something too. <laughs> yeah, early indications are that Roma are cohesive. That's that's scary for Syria. Yep. So let's. Uh, you know, I, I'm not totally ready to commit. I don't have Roma winning it right now. I got to wait for the. You know, we'll. Get, I'll give you my current top four later here in the podcast. But right now, I mean, I I've got good vibes about them. So. Um, okay, now moving on to another team that we should have some pretty good vibes about, Richard, Fiorentina. Uh, in seventh, they're in the Europa League this year. Uh, Dodo arriving from Shakhtar, Rolando Mandragora, I really like that signing for them from Juve. Um, I think he can hang his hat at this place. Uh, Luka Jovic we talked about, and then Galini coming over from Atalanta on a loan uh, to, give, you know, to help out with the goalkeeper position. Uh, departures, Callejon back in Spain, back at Granada, 35 years old. I don't think there's much to miss there. Um, Pulgar is gone, uh, back in Brazil. He actually went to Brazil to go to Flamengo. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, after that, nobody else really of note, uh, to get overly concerned about Lucas Torreira, who was there on loan, went back to Arsenal. It's now headed to Galatasaray. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he and Mertens are going there. So Fiorentina, year two under Vincenzo Italiano. Um, some tweaks have to happen. Odriozol is not there, and he went back to his parent club. I believe it was Real Madrid. Um, but they built a foundation for how they did things. They finished seventh. Because the teams in front of them are just so good, it's hard for me to rate them any higher. Um, I think it would be an accomplishment with playing in Europe for Fiorentina to just get back to Europe and get back into the Europa League. Um, or are they in the Conference League? Is seventh the Conference League? Yes. Okay, Conference League, excuse me. I think it would be an accomplishment uh, because of the team we're going to talk about next. Um, it would be an accomplishment for them to just return to Europe. Uh, it doesn't matter what place they finish in, but I think that that's got to be the goal for Fiorentina. I think with this project with Italiano, with Rocco Comiso as owner, that's got to be the objective here. It's okay, we got there. Now let's make sure we can stay there. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I really like the moves that they made. We talked about Jovic already, and um, obviously Madragora is a is a boost for them. Obviously, um, and Dodo as well. But yeah, this is this is good. They really hadn't lost anyone worthy of note, I think. And I think under year two under Vincenzo and Italiano, it, it should be better. Um, but like we talked about with Lazio, the teams in front of them, unfortunately are that much better. And so it's gonna be hard for them to move up there. And I think while it would be a miraculous feat, if they got to champions league, I don't see it coming. I, I think a European spot is where you want to aim for. Uh, that should be Comiso, like you said, and, and company's goal this year. If they get into Europa league, that's a victory in itself. If you get conference league, I think that's a good season. Um, but uh, Europa League would be a very good season, I think, for for Fiorentina, considering the teams around them or above them and the table. But this is a, it's a good pick. I mean, look at to see what they can do. You know, is Cabral still going to be there? Uh, did Piontek move on? I don't remember about that. But Jovic, I'm excited about him. I think he can do some things at Fiorentina. Um, will he adapt to the tactical uh, nature of Serie A? We'll see. Not every player does. But I, I think he can cook under Italiano. So let's see. Okay. I'm excited about Fiorentina. We still got Gonzalez over there. Uh, had yeah. a great day. 
season if Fiorentina can provide yeah. some service. Soto was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so the attack is always going to be dangerous for Fiorentina. Yeah. You know, Milenkovic is still there. For now. Crazy as it seems, um, uh, you know, to help anchor the defense. So the, the pieces are there. I, you know, that's a reasonable objective. I can't, there's no way they're a top four with the teams in front of them. Yeah. But getting in a position to return to Europe is probably uh, the most sensible. So, um, and then the last of the ones we're going to do individually, and then we're going to group some of these teams together to keep this moving. Um, arguably one of the more disappointing teams of the 2021-2022 season, yeah. Atalanta. Um, Jeremy Boga's deal is permanent from Sassuolo. Uh, Ederson, center midfielder, arriving from Salernitana. Mary Demerol's deal permanent. Ademola Lookman, who we talked about earlier, coming over from RB Leipzig. Uh, Lovato experiment uh, was just that, an experiment. He's gone. Um, after that, not a whole lot leaving that they can be disappointed with. Cena leaving for Monza. Yeah. Interesting um, one there. But plenty of players and plenty of depth to account for that. This is the team. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. This goes one of two ways. Um, there's no European distraction. They're dialed in on Serie A. They get back into the top four. They ruin somebody else's season. Or was last season the beginning of things getting stale right. under Gasparini? Um and things have gotten stale under Gasparini in the past through the years. Um, Atalanta's one I'm struggling with right now because on talent, uh, they're a Europa League team, fifth or sixth. Yeah. Um, but you got to again. Everybody else got better. There's 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 decent pieces here. Their preseason, they haven't had many games. They they beat Como 4-0. They lost to Newcastle. They lost to Valencia. Um, we don't buy a whole lot into preseason, but just to kind of give you an idea of, you know, they've, they've, they've given themselves some decent competition to prepare. You take this with Atalanta because I'm not sure what to say. I'm not sure what to make of them right now. I I, I don't, don't think know. anybody is honestly. I, I don't even think Gasparini knows at this point. I mean, I think if Atalanta, without that European distraction, with the talent they have, if they play to their potential like they had in the past, look out. They're gonna knock around this top four. I think if they play to that potential, will they? I don't know. I, like you, I think. Last year could be more of a reality than than a one-off. Um, they have to prove it to me that they're not that the team from last year. They still have talent to score goals. They're going to score goals, but can they stop the goals? Musso um, mm-hmm. struggled last year at times. He's that obviously was a not, surprise. He's obviously an upgrade from Golini, but that was a, yeah, it was a surprise for us. And so, Atalanta is the the wild card in this because they could be a top four team if they play at their best without the European distraction, or they could miss out Europe altogether. That's what we have here with Atalanta. It's a Jekyll and Hyde team that we don't know who's going to show up. Uh, depends on when you know the games start, what happens. But uh, I don't know. It's going to be – this is a difficult team. And I think you know if you want to bet and try to get some money that maybe they can make in the top four, that's the team to put in there just in case if you have some money to throw away. But, yeah, like you, I don't know, man. This is, this is a difficult pick, and I – I like the rest of Serie A fans. 
we don't know where Atalanta's going. They're going to play really, really well or miss out in Europe altogether. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I'm actually going to look up their top four odds. Okay. Let's take a look. Well, right now these are betting odds for next week's games. Let me see. I, you know. Cambiaso and Phil agreeing with us, by the way. What's that? The Cambiaso and uh, Phil are agreeing with us in the sense that Atalanta could be finished. They're not yeah. the same team that they were before. Yeah. Um, my 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 problem here is um, top four finish. Okay, here we go. Um, as soon as I can get these pop up ads out, let's just quick look at this, and then I'll give you my take on Atalanta. All right. Um, The suspense is killing me, Frank. Yeah, bet three sixty-five. <laughs> no one's even betting on Atalanta. That's what it is. You can't find it because no one even. No one's like, "Is that going to happen?" Top four. Get out of here. Sort by name. Okay, um, favorite. Come on. I mean, they've lost nobody really, but it's. What you mentioned, it's the stale tactics of, of Gasparini that's happened in the past. Has it? Yeah, I mean, that's the question that I want to ask. Have they been found out? Yeah. And it looked like you end know? of last year they were, right? Under Gasparini, in the, the heydays of Atalanta a few years ago, would that goal by um, Ter Hernandez happen? Probably not. But, mm-hmm. you know. I can't find it. Actually, I'm trying to... I'm sure it's long shots to make top four with the teams that have been assembled. Uh, they've got Atalanta two to one to make top four. Wow. So that 365 does. Okay. Two to one. Two to one. Uh, by comparison, Milan's one to four. Juve's two to 11. So, I mean, just hmm. inter heavy fit, you know, so. Okay. Yeah, Atalanta two to one. I mean, that's not worth throwing a little money at. Um, yeah. you know, but that's not a greater odds, honestly. Yeah, it's not gonna be something I'm gonna throw money at. Not something I'm gonna throw money at, but if you did, there's 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 worse bets you can make. Yeah. Um I just think I can come up with four teams that are gonna be better than them this season. Sure. Um for me, Atalanta, it's just it's a combination of things stealing or Gasparini, things have been found out. Okay, um, the team hasn't been completely freshened. I do, you know, and I say this with saying that I am excited about what Lookman's going to bring to that team. Sure. Um, so the defending has to be better. Musa was shocking last year, and which was a huge surprise because he was so good for Udinese. Yeah. That's got to fix. There's a lot to be fixed with this team. Um, but – yeah, I can't put them higher than I did. Some of these guys are saying six. I don't think I can put them higher than six at this point either. So, hmm. um, yeah. so that's uh, yeah. I think they'll be, I think they'll be back in Europe, um, but I can't quite get them. Hmm. I can't quite get them any higher than than that. I can't get them in back. I can't get them back in the Champions League. That's for sure. Okay. Me so I mean, I I need to see the defending be better, and then I need to see. Um, 
the goal scoring is still, you know, uh, commented on with Duvan Zapata, yeah, you know, and staying healthy. But what Atalanta does have going for them is no Europe, that they can lock in on this and focus on it. Yeah. How much will it help remains to be seen. I don't know if it's going to help as much as it would help, say, if a a Lazio was totally locked out of Europe or if a right. Roma was totally locked out. Of, Roma in particular, if they were totally locked out of Europe, you know, so... So those are the top eight because I think we can probably with with Fiorentina qualifying for Europe we've got to we had we have to include them. Let's talk about these next five teams as a group, Richard. All right, Hellas Verona, Torino, Sassuolo, Udinese, Bologna. Give us one out of that group that you think are going to really be a headache for the top eight that we talked about. Give us one that is not going to finish between ninth and. Out of that group, that's not going to finish between ninth and thirteenth this year. I think Udinese is primed to be a jump up in the table from last year. I think they're going to be a nuisance to everybody, everybody really? in the league. Um, they showed at the end of last year that they were make they were made lives difficult for teams. Right? Made Milan sweat at the end of the season. Made several teams sweat at the end of the season. I think um, mm. the talent that they have around them, some good players on that team, and and the, and the managers doing a fantastic job with them. So I think Udinese are poised to make a. Um, higher push this year than, than they had previously. And of the grouping, I think they're going to be, they're going to finish the highest out of all those teams. Um, a team that's poised to drop a lot, especially since there has been no manager move is Bologna. Sad to say they're a very talented team, but, and Ornatovic may be going to, to England or somewhere. I saw the rumors today, but they just, for whatever reason, under Mihalovic and, and his, maybe his time is, is worn out and you can't, it's a hard situation for them too because Mihalovic, you know, had, had cancer under them. He survived, um, and so you don't want to you don't want to be prudent and and be a dick basically and fire him because he's doing bad. But again, he's doing bad. Their their team is not consistent enough, and the, the players that they have on their team they should be doing a lot better. They should be a top ten team, and they're not. Um, and I don't see them this year being a top ten team or close to that. I think they're going to have a, a bigger drop off, and then I I I honestly don't see Mihalovic lasting all season long. Honestly. Um, it's a uh, it's uh, it's tough for the ownership there for sure, and you know Mihalovic means a lot. He's a he's a great person, but uh, I, I we talked about Gasparini's tactic getting stale. I think Mihalovic has gone stale there, and we saw the big drop off at the end of the season last year, second half of the season. Bologna kind of just their play had just went downhill big time, and the players weren't scoring anymore. Um, Arnautovic still doing decent things, but you know. It's it's going to be difficult for Bologna, Bologna is it for Bologna this year? So uh, I don't know. Where, where, you're, getting, you're, getting, you're, you're getting hungry there, guy. I am hungry. I want to feast. Hmm. How about you? Hmm. Oh, um, I'm high on Sassuolo, mainly because Berardi's still there and Fertesi's still there, and people thought those guys were gone. Um, Hamed Traore's still there. You know, you get Alvarez. Alvarez coming in who's a suitable enough replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so I uh, some of these other guys that are coming in that just they feel like Sassuolo players when you take a look at them, right? Right. Torst Torstvet coming over from Genk, um, like that looks very interesting. Henrik uh, coming from Gremio. Uh, this this kid from Rosenborg, the Norwegian uh, Emil Konradsen. This Sassuolo team. Could surprise people. Probably fun, bad, like we've been talking about. Yeah, but probably more fun. Okay. Um, and uh, Dionisi's got a nice little squad here, and and keeping the guys that were thought to be gone, 
I mean, that's insane when you think about it. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I like Sassuolo to be kind of one of these problem teams for everybody else. As far as the uh, as, as far as the team that I think will struggle, um, I, I'm with you on Bologna. Um, I think they're going to be a little bit predictable. The spine of their midfield is gone. Mm. Um, I think that there's going to be some problems there. You know, Hickey was very important to them. He's gone. They replaced him with Lee Gojanis, who, you know, should just be a plug-and-play guy. Should be, but... Um, But, you know, I I just... I can't get excited about it. Um, We talked about how this was getting stale under Mihailovic last season. I don't see what they've done, you know, to get any better. Uh, so, so time will tell what I will do, what I will give some honorable mention to, I, I, I'm actually going to disagree with you about Udinese. I'm not as high on them as you are. Um, but I also don't think they're going to fall past 13. I think they're still going to be kind of sitting in that 11th, 12th, 13th again. Okay. Um, I don't think they're going to be losing Molina, you know, having some things shuffled a little bit. I don't think they're the same team. Delefeu, success, Beto, the combination of those forwards, certainly going to cause some problems. Yeah. Um, but they they lack some quality and service and guys that can get the ball to them. They're going to be a dedicated counterattack team. They're going to have to be. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, you know, in, order to, in order to accumulate points, that's going to be their best way of stealing points from the teams that are going to be ahead of them. Um, but I, I'd give a nod to Hellas Verona too, that they could be somewhat interesting here. Um, Henri joined them. Thomas Henri joining them, basically, yeah. uh, effectively replacing Caprari. Yeah. Um, who's headed over, who's over at Monza now. So, uh, the pieces are still reasonable at Verona to be, to be a thing. So, uh, but if I, I'm with you on Bologna being the team that falls out of this ninth to 13th position, uh, but I like I, I I'm high on Sassuolo this year. I seem to be high on them every year, but I'm I'm really high on them this year. I think this <laughs> Alvarez thing's going to work. Um, even when they lose Raspadori, uh, if if and when they lose Raspadori to Napoli, it just opens the door for more playing time for for Alvarez and and the the talent around him as the service he's going to get. It's going to be good. Uh, mm-hmm. So so look out for them. All right. So so that's our ninth to third from last season. Now we go to Empoli, Sampdoria, Spezia, and Salernitana, uh, the four remaining uh, returning teams that we haven't talked about. Give me one team that uh, moves up from these positions, one team. I'll actually go first on this. The team that I think moves up on this is is Sampdoria. There's no way they're worse. Um, Giampaolo. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but... You got to pick somebody out of this group, right? Yeah, that's true. Actually, I'm going to take that back and say Empoli. Oh, okay. Um, I like I I like the addition of Ros. I, I was a big Ros von Martin fan last season. Yes. Um, and I'll I'll do an honorable mention to Sampdoria, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just just to be just for fun, I'm gonna go with Empoli. Um, you've got Martin. You've got Basrami is still there. Okay, um, you get some other players in here. Uh, uh, Stojanovic coming over from Dinamo Sagvib, uh to help out and play right back. Vicario now is permanent as goalkeeper, so that's settled. You do lose Aslani, but you plug him in with Martin, who's probably more of a play- probably a little bit more of a playmaker. 
not as good a defender as Aslani. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you got some dynamics. Uh, and I hate to bring it up, <laughs> but you got when I mean, you got you got Bashra, Bayrami, you've got you've got Marin. Mattia Destro might be pretty good for this team. Oh my so, goodness. You know we're recording this, right? Yeah, yeah, but I mean if he is scoring goals for a Genoa that just had no creativity <laughs> to him whatsoever. <laughs> I know. And now he's got at least two playmakers behind him providing him service and then Stojanovic yeah. from the right pumping in crosses. There's at least 10 goals for Destro if he if he stays fit and he he kind of keeps the form that he's been playing with, isn't yeah. there? I mean and an honorable mention to to Sampdoria, Juricic uh, coming over there, I think, is a huge help. Yes. Um, and in Giampaolo's four three one two, he's the perfect trequartista, uh, you know, for what you know, uh, you know, for how they're going to set up. So we'll see how that works. The team that I think falls here, uh, it's hard between Spezia and Salernitana because I think they're both going to be bad this year. But I'll say it's Salernitana. If mm-hmm. Cagliari knew how to score goals. Salernitana shouldn't even wouldn't have even been in Serie A right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's nothing Salernitana is really doing that's getting me excited about their prospects for survival this year. Lovato comes over, helps out a little bit, okay. But after that, there's there's not much to get wild about here. So Ederson was a center midfielder that was holding it together for them, and he is now in Atalanta. So I'll go Empoli. Moving up from these positions, Salernitana probably getting relegated. Okay, fair. Uh, I am going to say... <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go Sampdoria. Sampdoria, I think yeah. they're going to have to be, they're going to be better this year, even under Giampaolo. Um, obviously, it depends on how they start and whatnot. But I do I like the, I like the sign of Juricic, for sure. Uh, they got rid of some... some they lost some bodies like Thorsby. Thorsby's going to be a big loss to them. He went to Union Berlin. Yeah. Um, they lost Maya Yoshida, which probably is going to be an upgrade for them, no matter what how you want to say it. But you know, some of the they some will the be exponentially goals. better defensively now yes, that he's gone. They should be, um, but I think Sampdoria can only improve. I, I really do, and I think you know, Chicha Caputo has another year under his belt uh, over there. Qualiarella still chugging along. Um, they're going to score some goals, and I think there's enough defensively that they can do have enough possession. They're going to keep the ball out of their own net. So yeah, I think Sampdoria is poised to uh, be the highest of these of these teams bunched together, and then. Um, I think it's honestly a no-brainer for me who's the worst of this group. Um, I think it's Salernitana. I said yeah. to say, I think we've seen this before with the manager that doesn't always – the team survives and they struggle and they, and they, they get worse next year and they, and they almost ultimately get relegated. And I don't, I don't see enough of Salernitana that they're going to stay up. I honestly don't. I think you're going to have some – Promoted, promoted teams from last year or coming into this year that are going to be chopping the bit. Monza's done a lot, right? Lecce, you know, they were a fun team to watch last year. And so they're going to make lives difficult for teams like Salernitana and Spezia. Both teams, those, those, those teams are going to be fighting for relegation. Um, and I think Salernitana is going to be the worst of those of that grouping that we just talked about before. And yeah, I, I think it's going to be a year where we see Salernitana exit Serie A, finally. Okay. Um. Then we're in lockstep. I mean, I think Spezia, we'll have to answer the question about Spezia then yeah. as it pertains to the three promoted teams. Yeah. Uh, Monza, Lecce, and Cremonese enter the fold. Um, and uh, let's talk about their prospects for survival. I think that with in, in Monza, for those who have been living under a rock, they are owned by Silvio Berlusconi of, of 
former prime minister of Italy. And, bunga bunga uh, fame. Bunga bunga fame. <laughs> also happened to uh, own a uh, a club in Milan for well over thirty years and prime minister. won five European cups uh, during that time. So, um, and then also his. Uh, Technical director at Milan is his technical director at Monza, Adriano Galliani. Clearly, these two guys don't know how to die. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, at least we could say that they're not going to win the, the Scudetto before Milan, at least. So that, we can wrap that up. Are you – look, and I mean, we, we, we'll, let's, we'll talk about these three teams in a second here. But, I mean, Monza, when they go to this – I don't know what match week that is when they go to the San Siro, but clearly something's going to be set. The, the, this, the Corvus Sud is going to have – got to have some yeah. kind of brilliant TIFO yes. uh, for yes. B&G, uh, you know, when they, make their, when they make their return. Hopefully, yeah. you know, they've put behind the banter era and, and mm-hmm. can think about – because, hell, the banter. The glory. Okay, fine fell apart it yeah it fell apart but man it was awesome when we had it so um yeah you gotta think that something something like that is going to be in store when monza travel to the san siro right has to be it has to be it has they to better be. yeah they better so okay are we in a, we're in agreement monza staying up this year i think so i think so i mean the moves that they have cranio i love cranio velotti's yeah. there um Sensi. Sensi, say what you want to say about him. Pessina, I like Pessina. Uh, Birandelli, I like. Uh, Caprari. Yeah, and uh, Samuele yeah. Birandelli is the son of Alessandro Birandelli of uh, Juventus fame Yeah, from the 1990s. Yeah, so I think Monza's staying up for sure. Uh, I, nothing's for sure, I guess. But if I had to bet between any of the three teams, I'd say Monza has the best chance of staying up. I, I'm, I'm with you. Mancuso's over there too. Mm. Um, yeah, he's a good player. Uh, you're gonna miss him. Yep, Pedro Pereira, uh, right midfielder. I mean, they've 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 got a lot of talented pieces. They've really put this together. Renokia has a chance to you know have one. Uh, he's going to bring the experience to this team playing in the back. I mean, he's had some off and on years, particularly uh, you know most almost all of them with Inter, of course. Um, so there's certainly um, promise there. Yeah. They also have a young goal that they. they they signed three goalkeepers. Cranio's there on loan. They got Di Gregorio from as a backup from Inter, and then mm. Alessandro Sorrentino from Pes. Is that the same Sorrentino? Was his dad there at Kiev? Is his dad the goalkeeper from Kievo? I want to say yes, but I'm not positive. It's got to be. So it's got to be. So, mm-hmm. You know, Andrea Carboni also coming over from Cagliari, young, promising. I mean, decent center back. I mean, he's yeah. he wasn't he wasn't the source of Cagliari's problems last year. No, um, you no. know, so there's some. I mean, the way this team is constructed, it's it's definitely very interesting. It would probably be an it would be a massive disappointment if they did not qualify uh, or did not stay up. Um, Marlon also coming over from Shakhtar on a loan uh, to play center back. So this team is constructed in in such a way to stay up. Um, Cremonese and Lecce. Our friends over there at our, our friends over there at Lecce. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, what do we say? I uh, mean, I like I'd, I like the pickup of Frabotta, right? I like mm-hmm. Colombo over there from Milan on loan. Um, Falcone from Sampdoria, I like as well, and and Federico Di Francesco as a player. You know, he's had Serie A experience, and so I think they add much needed help to Lecce, a team that was very entertaining last year. You know, we talked to the to the boys over the Lecce UK and. 
Um, this team was a pretty good team last year in City B. Obviously, this is a different animal in City A, but I think they're going to be making life difficult for teams like Salernitana and Spezia and maybe even Empoli. You know, who knows? Um, they're going to be a team like ones that are trying to stay another year in City A and will it be possible. We'll see. But, you know, if they, you know, based on how they played last year plus some of the additions they have, I like the moves they made. I do. Uh, it's going to be, I think they're going to be one of those teams that's teetering on the line that, you know, could stay, could go. Depends on a lot of things, obviously. But uh, I like the moves they made. Um, we all, sometimes we see teams that make great moves and never pans out. But, you know, I do think in this instance, Lecce will, will make it interesting. I'll just put it that way. Yeah, I, I like Lecce's chances better than Cremonese. Cremonese is patched yeah, yeah. together with veterans who have been underwhelming in Serie A. Yeah. Um, we usually see promoted teams do this. Um, we see much of the same there. Uh, there's not an amazing amount of wow factor to what Lecce signed, but a lot yep. of serviceable in, in their signings and in what they can add. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, if I have both of them getting relegated. Um, but okay. if I had to say, if I had to pick the one team that had a better chance of surviving over the other, it's Lecce. So, um, I just am not overwhelmed with, I'm just not wowed by what Cremonese has done here. Um, I, yeah, I, I expect him to go straight back down. I agree. So, um, so man, we covered all 20 teams. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't talk too much about Torino. We just kind of think they're there. Um, I agree. Ivan Juric will figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but we, we, we kind of think that they're still kind of mired in those positions. Um, you know, additions aren't great. Departures are certainly a little bit more significant, especially Bremer. Yeah. Um, but Pelegati coming there to be the center forward, and he's certainly going to see a lot more opportunities now that um, Belotti's headed to Roma. Uh, Valentino Lazaro, uh, interesting one coming over to coming over on loan from Inter. He's really had a hard time making it work in Serie A after having some decent success uh, at clubs previous. Um, so, but other than that, yeah, Torino's Torino's you know they're going to be kind of sitting in that twelfth, thirteenth position again. So, um, so that is our comprehensive preview of each team in Serie A this season. Let's get to a few predictions here, Richard. Let's start with Capocannonieri. Who who do you like this year? Who who's uh who's leading Serie at the end of the season, who's going to have the most goals in this league? I would help if I turn my, my microphone on. Um Yeah. Whew, that's a, that's a tough call, honestly. I mean, obviously you want to Chiro Mobile is going to be someone who's always going to be in the mix, right? Um we don't know what kind of Lukaku we're going to get. Um over Napoli, Osimhen, is he going to stay healthy? Roma, Tammy Abraham, Vlahovic is always someone you could talk about. He didn't have the greatest the second half of the season last year, but he had an excellent first half of the season. Giovanni Simeone, where is he at? I don't know if he's, gonna, he's good enough to get the Scudetto, or excuse me, the uh, Capo Canaieri, but if I had to pick a guy, I'm going to go, I'm going to jump on this Roma bandwagon. I'm going to go Tammy Abraham. Ah, you stole my pick. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm with you. I think the team around him is going to feed him and he's going to get goals and assists. I think this guy. Do you think Roma's going to score? I mean, it is Mourinho. Do you think they'll, I mean, do you think they'll score enough for him to, to get that many goals? 
I mean, if we're looking That's back, only... obviously you can't compare this to Real Madrid when he was there because that team would score for fun. But I think some of that team he can instill in this where, you know, you go for the, the cutthroat killer instinct, right? We saw that against Shakhtar Donetsk, putting five goals against them. Um, in the games where they get some goals and they, they're clearly dominating, Marine's going to ask them just to destroy the other team. And in other games, he's going to say, let's let's park the bus and, you know, do a defensive masterclass to win this game against, you know, a Juve or, or Milan or whomever. Um, so I think he'll get his opportunities to score goals. I do. Um, and it's going to be some of those games where it's a blowout, right? But um, yeah, I think the talent is there to, to, to service Tammy Abraham. I mean, other than that, I, it's going to be, I don't know. I mean, who else? I mean, Chiri Mobile is a safe pick, but I don't want to go with the safe pick, right? I can't pick Cristiano Ronaldo. Maybe I can, even though he didn't. I, he left the league when I picked him last time. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I like Tammy Abraham. Osi Mendo is, I'm very close to picking him too as well. So, okay. Well, since you're going to take Tommy Abraham, I'm going to go with the team that scored the most goals last season. Inter, I say, I think they're going to score a lot of goals this uh-huh. season, maybe the most. And I'm going to pick Romelu Lukaku. Okay. I think that he's going to be just reinvigorated by returning to City. He's already scoring in preseason for Inter. Um, and I expect him to to return. I expect him to score a lot of goals this season. Um, I mean, think of the service. I mean, Chalinolu through the middle, Dumfries and Gozens wide, you know, playing off of Lataro, direct passes from some of the center backs, the three center backs. I mean, there's so many different ways Lukaku is going to score goals in this setup. And yeah. uh, so Romelu Lukaku is going to be my pick for okay. Capo Cananieri this season. So um, probably a solid pick there. Yep. So we'll go that route. I wanted to go with Tammy Abraham, but you took him, so I'll take Lukaku. So, Fair enough. All right. So relegated. Who are your three teams going down? Um. Okay. Certainly, I'm going to say Kremenez is going to be the worst of the bunch. Hmm. I'm going to say Salani Talon is the second worst of the bunch. Okay. Where I cannot decide is Lecce or Spezia. Yeah. I think both teams did enough that I'm intrigued. But I'm still, you know, Spezia, they're Spezia, right? They've been getting worse and worse every year. Their, their time in Serie A is limited. Um, but has Lecce done enough to surpass them? I like the moves that Spezia have done. For now, I'm going to have them over Lecce just slightly. But mm-hmm. we'll see how the end of the, end of the Mercato goes. But, I mean, it's those two teams are going to be battling out, I think. What about you? I, I'm with you on all three. I, I got Cremonese, Salernitana. Lecce Spezia comes down to the last day and Lecce goes down. So Spezia survives ever so slightly, but um, I would not be surprised if it was Spezia going down and Lecce staying up. Agreed. Agreed. uh, You know, so that's, uh, that's where I'm at. Okay. Finally we get to, and now once again, we're going to give you the disclaimer. This we're allowed to change these picks after the Mercato is officially closed because we yep. don't have all of the moves in yet. We don't have all of the deals in yet. Yep. But knowing what we know now, uh, give us one through seven. So seven's the Conference League, five and six is the Europa League, four, one through four, obviously, and then your Scudetto winner. Okay. You want me to go first? You go first. All right. Top seven, you said, right? Yep. All right, so coming in at number seven for me as of right now, La Dea, Atalanta. I don't see them doing very well this year. I think this is the last year was a 
more of reality than a one-off, and I think Atalanta are going to struggle compared to some of the teams ab- above them. Coming in at number six, I'm going to go with Lazio. I do like Lazio. I think they've improved, but again, teams in front of them, I think, have done better than they are, and I don't. I think going for Champions League will be a stretch for them. So I think uh, Europa League spot for Lazio. Coming in at number five for me, I'm going to say Juventus. I am mm. not convinced by Juventus. I think their attacking trio up front is going to be phenomenal. Adding Zaniolo to the mix, if they get Zaniolo, would be phenomenal. I have some rotation issues there, but the midfield's done nothing for me. That that has been improving. Yeah, you got Paul Pogba. What does he have left to be determined? Um, but no one else has really come in there. Yeah, Wes McKinney has another year under him and some other guys, but they've not really upgraded in the midfield, in my in my opinion. And defensively, outside of Bremer, they've really done nothing to uh, impress me as well. Bremer's going to be fantastic there. You you imagine not having to move his house at all? Um, it's going to be a blessing in disguise there. I guess. Well, I guess he's not going to move. I mean, I guess he would somewhere else in the city, but. Um, yeah, I think Juventus, number five for me. Number four, I'm going to go AS Roma. I like what Roma's doing. I don't like them better than some of the teams, that, that the three teams I have left. Uh, I think they have a lot of fantastic moves. They've looked really, really fantastic so far in preseason. But it's preseason. You take out so much stock in that. Uh, until Mourinho is knocking out and, and, and Roma are knocking out some of these top teams of the Seven Sisters, that's when I'm going to start getting convinced. But as of right now, I got Roma coming in fourth. Number three, I'm going to Napoli. I'm I'm high on Napoli. You, you, you were talking about it earlier. I am very high on Napoli. I think they're going under the radar. You talk about Inter going under the radar at the moment. I think Napoli's going under the radar with some of the moves they made. Um, we'll see if they get some of the guys that they're reaching for, Raspadori or Simeone. But as of right now, I, I like what this team has assembled. There are some question marks for sure. Even if Ruiz leaves, the the, 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 the wing backs, especially the left the left left back situation going on. I mean, Di Lorenzo is the captain. You got a couple solid backups outside of Kim in, in terms of defense. So I think Napoli is going to be dangerous this year. I think Osim in another year under Spalletti will have a chance to get a lot of goals this year if he can stay healthy. Um, right now, number two, I'm going to defending champions Milan, AC Milan. Uh, compared to all the rivals, they made the least amount of moves. Now, the moves have been bad, right? Charles de Catalare, he's a fantastic pickup there. And some of the other little uh, Origi's a nice, nice pickup as well. But I expect more out of Milan. Um, and we'll see. There's still plenty of time. There's you know, 23 days left in the, in the – or 24 days left in the um, Mercato or even longer. I don't know how long it is. But as of right now, I don't think they're quite there. I think Inter has to be the Scudetto favorite at the moment. Um, you mentioned earlier they're, they're flying under the radar. I, and I, I think Lukaku can return – to what he was, maybe not quite at that level, but he's not going to be. He's going to be better than he was at Chelsea, I think. Um, and so I think, you know, despite Lukaku, I think some of the other pieces that they had, Henry McIntyre in addition, and some of these other guys, Gosen's getting the opportunity now uh, to play more games. They're going to be a tough team to beat, and so Inter are my Scudetto favorites at this moment. But things could change by the end of the Mercato. Interesting stuff. I think we have the same seven teams, so we both agree that Fiorentina will probably not just miss. Eighth just for me. Miss. Eighth, eighth for me as well. I've got Sassuolo ninth. I've got Hellas Verona tenth. Um, I got Udinese ninth. <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, going to seventh, uh, I'm going with Lazio. At the seventh position, they'll make the Conference League next season. I don't think – yeah, yeah. there's a couple of changes. It's interesting, but I don't think they've done enough. 
Okay. I, sixth, I've got Atalanta. I think there's something to be said about not having Europe this season to be able to give you some kind of momentum and things going forward. But as a team that's kind of been found out under Gasparini um, a little bit too, that probably curbs their upside. And it's also their upward mobility. And then it's also as a result of the teams that are ahead of them that have all gotten better uh, to some degree. So um, I have Napoli fifth. Okay. Um, I'm not with you on Napoli. I'm, I'm, I'm rating them a little bit lower. I'm not totally there. Like I said, you don't get better by losing Koulibaly. You don't get better by losing. I don't care who you bring in. Uh, You don't get better by potentially losing Ruiz, you know, and then, and then some of the nucleus that's been there, I think that they're going to start slow. They're going to drop a lot of points and that I think they're going to get on some kind of run. They're going to get to fifth. You know, I don't think they're going to be in contention for fourth on the last day. It's going to be one of those where they're going to miss out, but they're still going to keep their momentum going and have this it, – it's it's a regroup to be a springboard for something special in the 23-24 season um, is, what, is where I look at Napoli right now. Uh, for fourth, I have Juventus. Um, I think they just find a way to get back in there. Um, third, I have Milan. I think that there's going to be a combination. I think the combination of this, this season navigating it and champions league and making more of an ambition out of that. I think the distractions are just enough there. Um, I agree with you. If they have any kind of chance, if they think they have any chance at champions league, I I think they'll get rid of the Scudetto hopes and go for champions league because that's, we talk about teams that you know go for these kind of titles: Real Madrid, Milan, Liverpool. These are teams that want that title as opposed to you know the the league title. The league title is nice; it's great. Yep. But you know, Champions League is their DNA. But anyway, I agree. Yep. So I think that uh, the combination of those things, I think, kind of curb their their potential for Scudetto. Um, I think they're I, I think they're every bit as good as anybody in Serie A. Don't get me wrong. But I think that you know now you get a lot of these young guys dealing with a bunch of a bunch of fixtures. I think this gets a little bit different than the path that they had last year. So let's also not forget they won this title last season on the last day. Okay, and in part because of a blunt because of in part because of blunders from a backup goalkeeper for the team that they were fighting for the title with. So you know you got to kind of take a lot of that into perspective and see how actual. The, the fine details of how Milan won this title last year. I've got Roma second. I, I believe in them that much right now. Um, everything seems to just be adding up for me. You know, by the end of the Mercato, I may have them winning this whole thing. Uh, wow. They're the one team that's dealing with Europa League. They may decide, hey, this isn't a priority if we think we can win the Scudetto. Sure. And they may put their focus into that. I think Jose seems like he's reinvigorated here and has reinvigorated his career. Yeah. The talent is there. Yeah. Dybala, if he can stay healthy, I think we can see an elevation to his game. The pressure of being the number 10 at Juve is not on his shoulders anymore. Um, you know, some of the other players around him, he can be a, he can be a park instead of being the man. Um, and, and I like – I, I really feel like Jose has this team set up to be the kind of team he wants to manage. And I think Inter are the favorites. Um, and I've got them winning this Gudetto. I think them, I think they get back on top. I think Simone Inzaghi finally gets to, you know, much like Stefano Pioli last year, Simone Inzaghi finally gets to lift that trophy this year. Um, 
the return of Lukaku is significant. Yep. Um, Robin Gosens is more of a natural left wing back, as good as Ivan Perisic was at that position. Um, you've got somebody a little more natural there. The additions are good. Um, I, I, I see them winning this Scudetto and, and, and getting back on top again. They narrowly lost it last year. Yeah. They narrowly finished second last year. Let's not forget that. So, so that's where I'm at. I'm at so so. Inter, Roma, Milan, Juve is one through four for me. Napoli fifth, Atalanta sixth, Lazio seventh, Fiorentina just missing out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and the only one, the only ones we are uh, Roma and Napoli. I think we're the ones that were two off, but everybody else were like one off or like small changes. Yes. So we're we're pretty much on top. On top, and like I said, relegation was pretty much on on point too. So really close. So yeah. so. Everybody's Cabocaniani. Who gets relegated? Who finishes top four? Who makes the rest of the European places? Talk to us at City I Sit Down on Twitter or Instagram. Give us your predictions. So, um, before we move on to the world's most popular hashtag game, I do want to take a moment, Richard, to recognize a uh, uh, a faithful uh, follower and past guest of City I Sit Down. Uh, our own, uh, well, not our own, but. Uh, <laughs> Sabrina Belmonte, our congratulations if you're listening. Um, yes, Aguri. On uh, uh, she and uh, she she gave birth. She she and her husband welcomed their son last month. Mm-hmm. Luca, I believe his name is. So yeah. um, I wanted to make mention of that uh, and uh, offer our congratulations, our best wishes, and good luck with the sleep over the next uh, <laughs> several months. So I'll be right there. Yeah, you're going to be there soon. Yeah. <laughs> so. So we did want to we did want to point that out. So, yes. all right. So, um, Asan Lewis saying Milan won the league on their own merit last season. Okay, fine, but you also got to look at the things that happened around them that helped them get there. I mean, they did win it on the last day, first and foremost. Okay, they were helped by Inter losing at Bologna and on a bad goalkeeping error. I mean. There are fine details. I'm not discrediting Milan winning this Scudetto. I'm a Milan fan. I cried when they lifted the trophy. Okay? But I'm also trying to take a step back and say what what factors kind of helped them get there? You know, not having to deal with Europe. That was that's huge. I mean, it helped Inter the year before. Okay? Inter fall, the Inter loss at Bologna was significant. It set the tone for Milan to take the lead and keep it. Um yeah, they want it on their own. I'm not fighting that, <laughs> not not one bit. But you do have to kind of weigh in some things that happened outside of what Milan can control to to, to help them get there. You do that with any champion that wins a Scudetto or wins any league. You're quiet, Richard. You're disagreeing with me. No, no, I I agree. <laughs> I agree 100. I got nothing to add to it. That's why I'm keeping quiet. Okay, you you don't have to you don't have to disagree or, or agree. But I agree at this point. I have, okay. I have a second, I mean, just, you know, not third, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, and Asan, you're making excellent, you're making excellent points. I agree with everything you're saying. You know, I'm pointing out other things that kind of, other things that kind of helped. Yeah. If you're going to win a title of any kind, the ball, there's a lot of things that you can control, which Milan did, but there are a lot of other things within the environment where the ball has to bounce, bounce your way for you. So... Um, you know, and in this case, the, you know, I'm just, I'm pointing out a few things that helped Milan get there. And this is so, again, but, based off the, the 
Mercato as is right now. Things could change dramatically for all of all of our picks by the end of the Mercato, and that's when we make our final selection. So, you know, very well could have Milan winning this, uh, Escudetto favorites, Roma Escudetto favorites, not Atalanta, but, you know, could be it could be a, a lot of changes here happening in the next 24, 25 days here of the Mercato season. So a long way to go. It's uh, a lot of good teams here. I, I, I do think, and we talked about this before the podcast, Frank, that we do think this year will be a lot closer than last year. Uh, last year was a fantastic season, mm-hmm. one of the better ones in a long time, and I think it'll be better this year because th- all the good teams are so good, and then you got other teams like Roma and you know all, everybody else has gotten so much better. Inter's even gotten better, so it's going to be that much closer of a league. I thought last year that it would come down to 15 points in the top seven, and it been a little bit more than that. And I think this year it could go again. It'll be a, a very very tight league this year. Calcio card saying, what's the odds that Bala stays healthy and no way Roma has a top four defense? Okay, yeah, there is the health thing with the Bala. There's no question about it. But, uh, okay, fine. Roma doesn't have a top four defense, but they conceded 43 goals in the league last season, which was sixth best. So yeah, That's Mourinho ball. You know, another year under Mourinho, another year with those tactics, and another year of improvement. Um, and I look at their defense and players like Mancini, Kumbula, Rui Patricio in goal, and now you have a – you probably have Matic might arguably be a much better back four protector than they've than Roma has had in the last what two to three years. So, uh, you know for sure. So, I mean, that's the, those are some things that I'm high on. So, yeah, I mean they they sixth best in terms of goals conceded last season. The top four all conceded less and. Torino conceded less, but only by a couple of goals. So after that, it's Roma in sixth on, on goals allowed last season. So, uh, and with the pieces that are there, they can be better. So, um, Asan saying Milan should be in the top two teams this year. You can, okay, you can make the argument for Inter, Roma, Milan, Juve, any of those four being top two right now. Yeah, and, so and if you today. ask Richard, and you, if you ask Richard, maybe Napoli. Yeah. Okay. Milan, yeah, Milan's second for me right now, and I don't have Roma in the top four. So, I mean, you can go. There's a lot of teams, a lot of good teams right now. So, long way to go. Yeah. I love Milan, but I, I just, like I said, I think they're going to be in the knockout stages of the Champions League. Um, I've got these these Milan guys are coming after me. Guys, I support Milan. I've been supporting Milan for over 30 years. <laughs> 30, almost 35. Okay. I, I, I understand. I get it. All right. But you know, sometimes you have to, this is also a Serie A podcast and I can't just be pro Milan yeah, all right. the time. Interfans okay. are saying the same thing last year when we said Milan, we're going to win the Scudetto and the interfans are like, what, what are you talking about? We're, we're the best team. You know, so it's all right. It's fair. Yeah. They, so, they all make good points. Yeah. I, right now, this is where I see it. I think that, I think that Roma can edge, can ever so slightly edge Milan, but it, I mean, the, the point differential, nobody's going to run away with this thing again. It's going to come agree. down to the last day. I again. think it'll be tight for the whole. All of these places seven. are going to come down yeah. to the last days. Yeah. That's like what Milan's doing. I, and I, I think if Milan can make some, some big moves here, they're going to jump to a favorites for me. But uh, yeah, they're, they're, they really haven't lost anybody. I, I like what Milan is doing right now. And they're definitely a closer team, uh, even closer than they were last year. And having Simon Kiar back is, is huge for the team defensively. And I, I like you said earlier. I don't think they missed out missing losing Botman, right? They, the Kiar's there. He's fantastic. Kalulu's yeah. fantastic. I mean, him and Tamori, and you know, we'll see. There's still time. Who knows who they can bring in? So, Newcastle didn't even play Botman uh, on Saturday. 
They played uh, Shar and uh, Burn in the back. Yeah, yeah. Nicholas, are you talking about Milan? Look at the decisions. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, the Spezia decision. Oh, yeah. um, I'm assuming he supports Milan. Yeah, the Spezia decision. That's another, I mean, that 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 could have cost Milan the title too. Yeah. So you take that decision away and Milan win the title by four points. I think it's four points. So if they get that, yeah, Milan win the title by four points and it's, you know, it's not a thing. So I, I, I get it guys, but I, you know, I'm looking ahead to this season. I'm looking into what the teams have done. I'm trying to be objective as a, as somebody that analyzes Serie A. So, and right now as good, and, and I believe Milan are going to be damn good again, but I also think Roma and Inter are going to be damn good too. And so is, so is, I think Juve is going to be good in the way that they're good. And it's that. So, and hey. like I said, the Mercato will close and I could change my mind. And I, Gave that disclaimer. So I think they're just trying to sell me on having them win the title. That's fine. So. I have them second, so I, I, I have them going after you, not me. So it's all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so. Thoughts um, on Zlatan and Giroud's leadership immense. contributions? Immense. Built. Yeah, incredible. Immense. I think I think the main reason Milan did won the Scudetto last year and finished, what, second place the year before is because guys like Zlatan are, and last year Giroud and Kiar – these guys who've been around forever, who've won before, they can keep these young guys who are hungry but have not had that experience, keeps them level-headed and focused. Well, you know, Zlatan did two years ago. He kept all attention on him so that the young guys didn't have to deal with it. They didn't have to deal with the interviews. Zlatan just talks, talks, talks. Look at me, look at me. Everybody else can just focus on their job. And Giroud just goes ahead and does his job every single week. It, it, the leadership aspect of a team is so – it's not talked about enough, honestly, you know. If you look at any team that's won the title, it's because they have strong leadership in the locker room and on the field. And Milan has it with guys like Giroud, Kiar, Zlatan. Whether they play or not, being on the, being in the locker room is enough. I mean, that's Pioli's, those are Pioli's guys. When, when he's not on the pitch, he can't be on the pitch with them. The players are going to be the ones holding those teams together, especially when the times get tough. Their leadership is so important. You can say with any of these top teams that have that leadership experience, you know, that's why they kept uh, Chiellini for so long. Not only that is he's good enough, but his leadership experience for Juventus keeps him in focus in those tight games when things are going against you, keeps them, keep the waters calm so that they can prevail potentially. So, yeah, they're massive, yep. I think. Yep. Um. One last quote. Looks like uh, is Juve missing it? No, I I, can't, I, I have Juve making. I, I have Juve fourth. Richard has Juve fifth. Yeah. Uh, Calcio cards. What's the biggest realistic transfer move that could still happen with one of the big clubs? I think that there's still Raspadori, Raspadori possibly going to Napoli from Sassuolo. Um, there were whispers about Milinkovic Savic going from Lazio to Juve. Zaniolo possibly Juve. I don't know if they're going. Those are getting legs. Zaniolo to Juve. I've seen Zaniolo to. Tottenham, Zaniolo to everywhere but where he currently is. I think Milan um, will sign another player or two before the end of the market. Of no, I think that Ziyech is. I think Ziyech remains really realistic for Milan. Yep. Um, or a defender. You know, so, a defender? Do you think? I mean, I think they're going to be set. I think they're you know another central defender, and it's going to probably be. But if they do it, it's going to be a depth signing. Like Indica, yeah, a guy like Indica or some of those yeah. guys you were talking about. Absolutely. So I, I think that those are some of the likely yeah. scenarios. I, I think Roma's done. I think they're set. I think that Inter's done. Inter's been set for a while. CR7 to Monza. 
Well, he's not going to Napoli. So no, no. We'll see. All right. So those are those. Those are the thoughts there. Um, let's move on now to the world's most popular hashtag game. Who won? Calcio Twitter. This is the summer championship. Richard, take it away. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, here we go. Uh, starting things off, we're going way back to June 28th. It's uh, Saeed. Saeed dead inside. It's uh, exclusive. Romelu Lukaku just landed in Milano Medical. The reason this is funny is because this video isn't of this summer. This is from two years ago when Lukaku joined Inter Milan. <laughs> he used this, and this had so many follows and likes and comments. They're like, oh, my God, he's here. It's like, this is an old video, guys. Come on. What are you doing? Get your shit together. Uh, the fact that he fooled so many people, I think this is awesome tweet. Awesome tweet. <laughs> Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, a past winner, Kier Palulu at Alexio7. I can open this thing up. I think it works. Uh, official statement, Paolo Maldini and Federic Masada. He was faking uh, everybody out. I forgot what the comment said. I don't even think it still works anymore. Uh, let me see if I click the link. It was just basically a, 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 trying to fool everybody that they had signed. I think Renato Sanchez and some of these other people. But in yeah. Fact they haven't. Yeah. And he got so, a lot of people think too. Yep. Okay. Uh, Don Totti back in our lives. Richard, take it away. <laughs> Don Totti says, uh, well, now he's called fan of no one. Anyway, his, uh, his says, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is considering retirement after Jorge Mendez informed him that the only offer he has left on the table is from Napoli. <laughs> <laughs> per Sky, <laughs> two was. <laughs> nice. Saturnian always uh, comes through with a good one. This is after Kessie left to go to Barcelona. Kessie in the El Clasico seeing Valverde, Casemiro, and Camavinga on him instead of some accountants from Napoli. (laughs) (laughs) Sad but true. (laughs) That is the leader in the clubhouse currently, I think. Oh, that's good. That's good. All right. Oh, I guess his his brother Parasnitch is in the house with one now, isn't he? (laughs) All right, but uh, this Paris coming in says uh, Dybala and Apiano Gentile highlights. <laughs> it's a it's a workout machine moving by itself. <laughs> no <one in> there. <laughs> oh, oh goodness, the brothers, bringing it. Okay, at O Profondo, Claudio Paulo Dybala quote: If I score against Inter, I will not celebrate out of respect for the days I spent with them in Photoshop. <laughs> Amid his signing to Roma, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Oh, let's see. Where are we at now? Okay, next is uh, Nicholas Di Giovanni. Uh, headlines from the top Italian teams this summer so far. Juventus signed Pogba Di Maria Bremer. Inter kept Skriniar, brought back Lukaku. Roma signed Dybala. AC Milan, Man City copied their shirt design. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, good. So now moving on, Milan Club of DC. Um, oh, this is uh, Dominic Cummings. Uh, what is the best account to follow in Italian bonds slash bank problems? Where are you? And Gary Neville is saying inter. <laughs> wait, wait, what's the best account to follow in Italian bonds and bank problems? Inter <laughs> Gary Neville. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Gary Neville coming through with a, uh, uh, yeah. With a funny. You skip one. Uh, Derek Favretto. Uh, he had a tweet. It said, uh, the, the, the Ketelar to AC Milan transfer timeline and photos. This started as a youngster. Getting a little bit older, and then now he's old. <laughs> By the time we get him, but obviously Milan eventually got him. So this is before they signed Charles Ketelare. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> the big show always coming through. We might have had our tweet of the season last year. Just you, Bay, dancing at the pool. With the news that <laughs> at G just Juve today after watching Juve not lose the Barca for once. That is frightening. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We have a new leader in the clubhouse, I think. We do, we do. Well, I blocked it. Yeah, but just I mean, I, I we didn't do this at the end of last season, but I think his Napoli tweet last year was the tweet of the season. Oh so. my goodness, yeah. All right. Uh moving on to uh Ninja Di Milano live, Casi Milano waiting for the smoke for the Di Catalare sign. <laughs> <laughs> like the Pope. Oh, that's uh, a good one. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, at, <laughs> at Francescalcio, <laughs> these poor people were waiting for Berardi to leave Sassuolo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's oh, close. It's that's between good. him and Nerazzurri. It's it's between him and Big Show. All right. This one comes from uh, Presidente. Presidente. Imagine aspiring to be a sports journalist and or uh, and your career ends up being making tweets about transfers every day. That's like wanting to become a mechanic and all you do is change the car tires. <laughs> hey, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see here. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Are you on <laughs> Uh, Juventus FC English uh, at 100, 100 Thieves, Juve on the road. Um, Nima saying, admitting one's faults is the first step to rectifying them. Well done. <laughs> 100 Thieves. <laughs> oh, Juve. Oh, Juve. All right. This one comes from the big show again. It's the Deluxe Juve career. Flat on your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Deluxe. Big show agrees with me. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, all right. Well, this came from uh, Venezia FC's English website. Uh, greed and stupidity chipping away at the game's soul has no end. But here's a special edition from Seti B. We're not allowed to share match highlights until eight days later. Is that really going to happen? Yeah. By which time we'll have already played another match. We'll, we delve into the logic, but there is none. <laughs> They continue on to say, our season kicks off in two weeks. Venezia Genoa at Stadio Penso on 14th of August. We'll get around to showing you what happened maybe in September. No stress. Uh, we're going to keep tweeting about this all season to drive these people crazy. So strap in. <laughs> so they got, an honorable, they got an honorable victory for that. All right. <laughs> at, two, at D2NIIL. It's a family guy uh, spoof. <laughs> uh, just a repeat. So basically, it's uh, Inter showing up with uh, Perisic, and then no, he's gone. And then Dybala, and then no, he's at Roma. And what was the last one? It was one more. Um, oh, Bremer, and he goes to Juventus. Milan yep. is like, phew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, big show. He's got it in today. Big show says uh it's a picture of a guy with an inter shirt on. He says, uh, you did it, man. You made it out of Chelsea. This guy <laughs> <Lukaku>. <laughs> oh, he wants a win, doesn't he? He wants that summer championship. Uh, okay. oh, that's see. it. That's it. That's all of them. Is that it? Yeah. All right. So <laughs> oh gosh. Where are we going? Oh man, um, some good ones. 
the Saeed one where he faked everybody out with the uh, Lukaku with the wrong with the two years old video was good, very good. Um, <laughs> the Cristiano Ronaldo retirement thing, Ronaldo is good. Kessie's good. Man, I, um, I'm gonna give Big Show his first win with this uh, Jess Juve dancing at the poolside. Well, no, he had the he had the tweet of the season with the, oh, uh, right, with the right. Napoli one. Oh right, right. Is he just on a roll here? Is he, he putting is. on a clinic on He's how to do this? Clinic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness all right uh, i can't stop this down i can turn it off the man can't be stopped uh, is that your selection too yeah that is my selection i'll go with it anthony says the big show as well <laughs> take this off our screens hide our eyes <laughs> hi hi just hope you're doing well <laughs> Oh, that's a wrap. Preview della Madonnina over. Yes. We made our selections. We're pretty pretty much on spot on our on our, our choices here. You know, one or two spots here there. But uh, for overall, we're pretty much on the on the in agreement here. So uh, can't wait for the season to start next weekend. Um, yeah, gonna be exciting season, Frank. Yeah, it's gonna be a great season. Uh, there's, I mean, everything's coming down. All of these things are gonna come down to the last weeks again. Um, you know, it's going to be exciting from week to week. There's going to be drama every, we're going to be, we're going to be something talk, talking about something fresh every week. That's the beauty of this league. So we're really looking forward to it. Camelasso, thank you. Uh, Chad, thank you. Let's, let's, uh, let's put a bow on this edition of City. I yes, sit down, Richard, yes. anything to shamelessly plug? Um, shout out to the Milan Weekly Podcast for having me on, and uh, not too long ago, and as well as uh, the Calcio guys, uh, Calcio. Oh, the Cal- shout out to the Calcio guys just because they're good guys, and also uh, yeah. the Calcio Connection that was on with them not too long ago as well. So, yeah, and shout out to everyone in the chat. You guys brought it today. A lot of people for opening preseason weekend, I guess you want to call it. Uh, but yeah, excited for the season start, man. Yep. Uh, I am at FTC underscore twenty one, and that is the only place you're going to find me. Uh, so uh, I, I will come out with uh, random threads. Um, I got it right this time. Look at <laughs> shaking off the rust. That's right. um, I will be coming out with random threads about City uh, throughout the season on Twitter. So check me out there uh, with, with opinions and things like that. So uh, give me a follow there. Uh, at City I Sit Down, Twitter, Instagram. We can also be found on Facebook. Uh, City House Sit Down is a podcast of World Football Index. We have our own channel on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other places where podcasts are played. So uh, please uh, be sure to check us out in any of those spaces. Um, I want to take the time to thank everybody in the chat. It was unbelievably lively today. They're as fired up as we are uh, for this upcoming season. It kicks off kicks off saturday i believe saturday yes okay it kicks off saturday with uh with milan and udinese um let's check it out yes the opening game milan udinese sampdoria atalanta at 11 30 that's 12 30 east uh inter at lache monza hosting torino 245 east that's on saturday the sunday schedule on the 14th um Four more games, Fiorentina hosting Cremonese, Lazio hosting Bologna, Roma travel to Salernitana, Spezia hosting Empoli, and then on the 15th, two games, Hellas Verona hosting Napoli, and then it wraps up with Juventus hosting Sassuolo. 
<laughs> we will be back with you next Sunday night, Richard. Sounds good. Let's do it. Uh, so thank you all again. Uh, if you uh, enjoyed this video and want to see more of us, please hit the subscribe button. Drop a like. Uh, helps us out big time. And for Richard, I'm Frank. And as we have been saying for six years and are going to say for a seventh, be sure you're telling your paisans about us. Ciao. Ciao.